0: everybody, and welcome to episode 313 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I, as usual, am your host, Michael Repar, coming to you from the <laughs> to-be-named-later studio. Who else is here with me?
1: Ant-Man to Thanos ass, Chris Antista. And
2: special guest one, uh, you stole mine, Chris, Chris <laughs> Baker. <laughs> and special guest two, consecutively the third Chris, Chris Clow. So, so we got three Chris's: Chris three A, questions. B, and C. Three Chrises. Checking in one.
3: alphabetical order.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> this is exactly what it was like growing up in Florida for me. All my friends were named Chris, and everyone <laughs> in Florida calls me Antista. Everyone in California calls me Chris, and it took like a year for me to get used to that. So I dare you, just say Antista. I respond to that anyway.
0: That's true. All right. You often you do. do. Uh, we've got a fun show. Obviously, a lot is happening. We've got... Big new releases with Mortal Kombat 11. We've got uh, Chris Baker. You're here to talk about, in part, your your new game uh, Operencia. Am I yeah. saying that right?
3: Uh, it's actually, it's Operencia. I will not uh, call you out on that. It seems like everyone calls it that, and that's totally fine. It's so what you get uh, for naming a game yeah. that looks,
0: with a name that looks like opera.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it, it's got operatic uh, sensibilities mm-hmm. to it. There's a story involved. Yeah. So more, um, more like
1: opera and less like oppression. That's how we pronounce it.
0: No, uh, it's Operencia. it's oh, Operencia, oh, it's, 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 it's op-
3: yeah. yeah. It's a oh, Hungarian word. It means uh, a land uh, far, far away, basically, which is... Ah, I just downloaded world. it last
1: night on uh, Game Pass, which is awesome. totally available free right now if you have Xbox Game Pass, which you should get.
3: Yeah, it, it's a fantastic deal. I love being part of Game Pass because it means people who would not have played our uh, first-person dungeon crawler, old-school 80s, 90s formula, they're checking it out, and for the most part, they really seem to be liking it. Uh, you know, the, the game is uh, doing really well with reviews and people are playing it. It's an 83 on Metacritic right now, which we're super excited about. That's awesome. Uh, you know, everyone... I, it's it's weird, you know, I've, I've worked on a lot of games before and this is probably... So, you know, I've worked on a lot of games in the past and this is one of the most uh, universally critically praised and... Uh, it's a really great feeling. It's also probably the one I've had the most personal involvement with. Uh, I did a lot of the the writing and, and uh, character interactions and stuff like that. So people seem to like that, and it's a really great feeling. We even had uh, Felicia Day was streaming our game really? and, and loving it. That's awesome. And wow. uh, Yeah, it's on her Twitch. If you just go look at her Twitch, you can... What? She's done it three times so far, and it looks like she's going to even do more. The, the first day I saw that, I just saw it on Twitter that she was doing it, and it was just like, wow! You know, we didn't approach her; she just decided to play. And I think that's, uh, that's, that's
1: like the exposure Game Pass helps you get because it's like the first. I I, ch- I kind of check that before I check the regular store.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's and, actually and, playing it on the Epic Game Store, which is where it's available on know, PC. Right, but right, uh, right, nice. but yeah, the. Uh, yeah game pass absolutely makes it very uh, apparent for for people to look at it and yeah if uh if you're curious about like old school uh, first person dungeon crawlers with a, a modern sensibility give it a try on game pass uh you got nothing to lose how, how old school uh, are we talking here like uh so ultima uh, underworld old school or a caliban yeah yeah that, that's a good uh reference uh wizardry bard's tale oh, uh, okay. uh, uh eye of the beholder those were like the yeah. the kind of major influences and then you know it's, but it's running like with unreal 4 graphics and you know we've got more kind of a final fantasy approach to story and characters so You know, you do create your hero character from scratch, but from there, you'll uh, go through your adventure and meet all these, this ragtag bunch that all has different goals, but ultimately needs to overcome the same evil, you know, very Final Fantasy kind of formula there. They have all very distinct personalities, and, you know, they don't always get along. So, yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun to write for, and, and I was a huge Wizardry fan uh, growing up, actually, so it was just a, a lot of fun to, to get back into this style of game, which there just aren't that many of anymore.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, Chris Klo in the interest of Equal Time, do you have anything you'd like to plug up front?
2: Well, I'm actually just working on the next episode of my podcast Comics on Consoles, which is going to uh, focus on uh, 1994's The Death and Return of Superman Ooh. for the Super Nintendo oh. and Sega Genesis. Uh, And then I actually haven't announced it anywhere, but the one I'm planning on covering next is the 89 Batman game on the – probably specifically on the NES, though I'll touch on the other versions. But for the 30th anniversary of Batman 89, it just seems appropriate to kind of revisit that second major bout of Batmania that the country was swept
3: up in when that movie came out.
1: The the Sunsoft um, game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Some of the yeah, best. I have, I have
3: my own uh, YouTube plans for that same anniversary. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. We might have to coordinate on that. That might be I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Dude, check check Baker's book. Wrong. I love the highlight of like the weirdo <laughs> Batman villains they chose to be in that game. that I, I never knew they were even like related to the comics.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We did a Retronauts about it. If, if yeah. you uh, go. Yeah. It was us. It was us mm-hmm. and, um, back then. Yeah. Check out Retronauts like.
1: Three years ago, probably? Three years ago, yes. Yeah, it's been a
0: while. Well, it's going to be a fun show. If you're wondering why we have assembled a three-chris panel that includes two comic book experts, it's because, of course, Avengers Endgame is finally coming out. This well, this Friday for some of us. That's when I'm seeing it. Uh, you guys were mm-hmm. talking about how like you're you're going to go see it at like five thirty in the morning on a Thursday.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing it during the second segment of the show.
0: Oh, nice! Well, you mm-hmm. have to you have to give us all the spoilers. Okay. So, spoilers ahead. No, there won't be. Uh, but this will this will go up the same day that Avengers uh, comes out for most people. And so, Chris Baker, you actually suggested uh, why not do the top five games based on. The Infinity Gauntlet, the, uh, the graphic novel that started this whole arc. And so, you know, all, all games with Thanos getting those Infinity Gems and uh, using them to unleash ultimate power or whatever each game dictates. Um,
3: yeah, I, I don't, it's not always Infinity Gauntlet per se, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Infinity Stones, Stones. or Gems, yes, whichever yes. Uh, you're, you're playing, because they have different names power Boom. gen yeah, sure. power Gens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like
1: what what is it about what is it about infinity gauntlet that that made it like the Marvel crossover to beat all Marvel crossovers after all these years because it wasn't the first and it's and it, there, I feel like there's been better events uh, cycles but what what is it about infinity gauntlet that that holds up today
3: yeah you know it wasn't the first but it was probably I may be wrong about this, but it's it's the earliest one I can remember that was, like, first and, like, a major event and, and good.
1: You you know, good. Like, That'll do it. <laughs> uh, or,
3: you know, like, really planned out and, you know, just a, a big event across, like, Marvel Comics. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm probably wrong. There's probably something incredibly obvious I'm not thinking of that was, like, in the 80s or was something. Was it bigger like, than well, Secret
4: Wars? Well, no, I mean, you compare,
3: if you compare Infinity Gauntlet to Secret Wars, yeah. w- were you yeah, Secret, oh, yeah Secret Wars, Wars 2? Yeah. I mean, Infinity Gauntlet is clearly the better story, I, right. I would think, anyway. Secret Wars was literally created to sell toys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: And, and like and just like the movie like they you just get to watch your favorite characters picked off one by one and you only had to wait a, a month I would guess but like now we had to wait a year to see who gets to actually live again
0: yeah, yeah well, that was that <laughs> strange like coming to it trying to read it for the first time after seeing infinity war and i'm I'm kind of gotten used to this the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has kind of more down to earth like Almost like a low fantasy to the comic books high fantasy where it's like we just have like a handful of people that have these powers and uh, people react to things very normally. Uh, everybody's very human. And obviously the the snap is the big climax of the movie, whereas the comic book you start it and it's like the snap has already happened and everybody's trying to puzzle it out, and then you've got all these long, quasi-Shakespearean dialogues with these cosmic yeah. characters that, yeah. like most casual readers, don't even know about. Like, who the fuck is this guy?
3: A lot of hardcore readers don't even know that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it was an interesting um, interesting look, and, and seeing like how that evolved into uh, into Infinity War. Like, obviously, the movies we don't even have Adam Warlock yet. And uh, right. he's, he's like a major, major player in the original comic book storyline. Uh, yeah, weren't. if you really
3: want the whole story, there's like a bunch of Silver Surfer that happened before the Infinity Gauntlet. And there's the Thanos quest, which is where he actually assembles the gems. Mm. Uh, so, like, that's like, I guess you could uh, make it kind of equivalent to all the other MCU movies since, uh, I guess, Avengers, or whenever Thanos first popped up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet story itself, it's kind of hard to just jump into if you don't know the Marvel Universe really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true. (laughs) It feels like a lot of those crossovers that kind of had a more
2: cosmic bent to them were definitely for the people who were peddling to keep up with what was happening in the universes every single month. I mean, George Perez, obviously he had already made a name for himself on you know the one of the signature dc comics events it's still a signature dc comics event in the form of crisis on infinite earths which are kind of i mean it's not the the intent of the stories were very very different but the the cosmic setting and throwing as many characters as they did kind of makes them related and that's even before you get to the fact that they have the same artist to them but uh one of the things that I find a lot of value in when reading Infinity Gauntlet, or at least the first time I read it, was that it was like one of the first collisions of ground-level heroes with a sort of larger cosmic story in terms of my personal absorption of the Marvel Universe, and I mean, one, the, the, the face-off between Captain America and Thanos yes, is one of my all-time yeah. favorite moments in comics anything. Yes,
1: and, uh, and, uh, we have. I thought we were going to see that in Infinity War, but I'm guessing we'll see it in this
0: movie. Well, we, yeah, I hope so. We yeah. kind of got a little bit of it, and that, uh, you know, Captain America was like grabbing Thanos by the hand at that one mm-hmm. one part.
1: But yeah, um, but everything true. you saw in that first trailer, that that was about it.
0: Mm. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah.
3: Very true.
1: Well, I'll tell you what I like. I think I don't think I'm, I'm not cynical enough to think Marvel did this on purpose. But this translated a game so well because there is something about like numerous different colored gems as your reward. It's the basics for several other video games that are not Marvel related. Hello, Sonic. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: It's so easily gamified that many games, so many games have done it because of how just how simple it it falls into that formula.
3: Yeah, it's not just one MacGuffin, it's six MacGuffins. Yeah, -hmm. to to make one Mega MacGuffin. Mm -hmm.
0: Sonic doesn't need no <laughs> chaos gauntlet. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, the snap his chili dog. <laughs>
0: Half the chili dogs on the planet disappear into his stomach no. all at once. This, actually, cool. you know, I, this I is think... my inflation porn fan fiction I'm describing, by the way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think Sonic 1 and the Infinity Gauntlet were like right at the same time. I want to say they were both 91. They say. were both 91, mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, I know, but just like growing up in that era of old school games, it was always like this shiny, useless thing you got at the end of something, and um, I, I, I I, didn't even think about doing this, so I think it just think it's a great idea, because I can think of, off the top of my head, a couple different interesting ways that gems alone have been used in terms of gameplay and rewards.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right, well, we'll get into five games that drew inspiration from Infinity Gauntlet,
5: Right after this, would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com/lasertime. It supports not only this show but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. <laughs>
4: But I just like sometimes I go like, man, you know, if I just fixed one pothole, I would have done more for my community than thirteen years of reporting on video games. I've done for them. Yeah,
1: you feel that way, but it's also like the you are part of a of a system of little things that do give people joy. But the only but the parts of it you primarily see are the parts that give them an identity, which makes people mad.
4: Yeah. What? Tyler, I'm I'm eleven
1: years of podcasting every week.
4: Yeah of mainly of, of getting a little bit of praise and getting a lot of people who hate you. Like it does, it does take a little bit of a toll. I'll say, Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've, I've changed as a person because of the overwhelmingly negative feedback. All, all of our work gets. Yeah.
1: That's why I'm in therapy. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you, you changed something, something in you got hurt or broke. During a big event that happened, and I saw it. Yeah, I think that I think that had a, a more. But it profound... also. But it, but it happened to me too. But you were more directly involved.
4: Yeah, I think the. I think I brushed off the effect of that. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, I don't know. Google my name.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Get bonus time: a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreoncom Time
0: And we're back to talk about what, Chris? Any Chris.
1: Uh, games inspired by Infinity War. I'm going for that SEO, baby. Nice, nice. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
3: yeah. Actually, one of these I think we'll probably talk about is more inspired by the story Infinity War, but we'll get to that. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: right. Let's jump in with...
4: Number five.
0: Lots of dudes getting punched, possibly by the Hulk. What could Ooh, this I be? You know what
1: this is? All right. Is it War of the Gems?
0: It is. Uh, Marvel Super Heroes War of the Gems, which is not a wonderful game, but it's, it, 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 I should hate it's it, fine. but
1: I just love it, just because I don't know of any other games up until, like, uh, uh, Ultimate Alliance, where you could play as this many of these characters.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really unique design where you have the you have five different characters that you can play as. There's uh, Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, Spider-Man and Wolverine who will never play a pivotal role in uh, Avengers and War, sadly. <laughs>
1: But I'm still I'm still got my fingers crossed for just Hugh Jackman in like two seconds in a wife beater. Mm-hmm. They don't say anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just come, you know, walks across the, the screen in the middle of a fight yeah. scene, just flipping double birds at the camera. And Everybody Wesley stops Snipes to stare at Yeah. <laughs> Clearly hung I need, over. I need it. But yeah. And, and then you get you're guided by Adam Warlock and you get to pick from exotic locales like the Amazon and the Boston Aquarium and go to find where these Infinity Gems have landed. Unfortunately, the bad guys are one step ahead of you, and even though they don't just take the Infinity Gems ahead of you, you have to fight a bunch of doppelgangers of heroes. So, like, I think the main bad guy that you end up fighting is, like, this green version of Puck from Alpha Flight. It's like, yeah.
3: I think that is one of them, yes. Uh-huh, yeah,
0: and... Uh, <laughs> There's like shitty Hawkeyes and uh, <laughs> remember, yeah, remember yeah, three She-Hulk. Yes, the bootleg yes. She-Hulks waiting across the Amazon.
3: Uh, <laughs> yes, there are evil versions of all these characters. They're mm-hmm. always like E dot Daredevil yeah. and E dot She-Hulk <laughs> and E dot thing. Mm-hmm. Even when there's plenty of room to write out the word evil, yeah. They, they uh, it's always yeah. knockoff Vision. <laughs> um, but do you, do you guys know where those are from? It's, it's actually comics based.
1: No, that's I have no idea, but I I only assume that because Hulk's avatar in the select screen, he's wearing like a fucking khaki vest. mm -hmm. So that yeah,
3: that's like his, his kind of attire of the era was like brown. Uh, like in his pantheon days, I think that that's what that yeah, was. yeah th- it's hard, easy um, to
0: forget. like this was a, a point in time when Hulk was like talking in complete sentences and yes, smart. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: very smart Hulk. Also, the game itself is 1996, so we're already in the the new generation of consoles that no yeah. one's really caring about Super Nintendo games anymore. Um, yeah. but, but the the doppelgangers are actually from the Infinity War, the comic book, Infinity War. Which was the uh, sequel to Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, yes, which uh, features everyone's favorite main villain, the Magus.
0: Ah, yes. I which is him. basically
3: uh, He's even more popular than the Beyonder. Yeah, it's, it's Adam Warlock's evil version, uh-huh. basically, is who he is. So, yeah, all these doppelgangers are actually straight out of the pages of the Infinity War uh, comic. So this game as a whole, it kind of... Uh, represents like uh, an amalgamation of uh thanos quest and that you know just getting these uh these gems a little bit of infinity gauntlet and then i would say even more so infinity war yeah um so i always find that kind of interesting um i actually did a a whole like 26 minute video like breaking it all down on my youtube channel Oh my uh superhero.vg so you're playing on expert really interested uh yeah, yeah. I went back and watched that today and refreshed my memory and all this stuff. But yeah, it's it's uh it's not it's not a compelling narrative that's told throughout the course of this game. <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's
0: very minimal, it nothing's really yes. explained, it's just like oh there's no. just
3: doppelgangers everywhere and you're just asked to and accept it's like, this. Adam Warlock shows up and it's like, heroes, I need you to get these infinity gems and it's like should they even know who he is? We never the game never tells you who Adam Warlock actually is, right?
1: right. I remember that about it. Like it really did assume. Well, you know everything about the Marvel universe, including Mm. every cosmic level. Like
0: no, and if you don't, uh, it doesn't really matter because all you really need to do is walk to the right and punch things.
2: Yes, yeah. I mean, he effectively serves as Basil exposition. Mm. I mean,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, you know. And I, I always speculated here, and I meant to look into it a little more. This is Capcom's. First Marvel console game
3: well at like a universe game yes hmm. but like <laughs> they, they did uh, X-Men mutant apocalypse oh, which is okay. actually kind of the same thing yes uh, it's a very similar formula
1: but it's like uh, the arcade game, the first Marvel fighting game, which was no Street Fighter or Capcom, just Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Well, since, that's the that's why there's the clunky title. Since you it bring
0: right. that up, yeah, this is. I think this is actually like the sprites for the heroes in this are based on the arcade sprites. Which the mm-hmm. the arcade game, which looks so much better than this, came out the previous year, it wasn't ported to home consoles until like 1997. But this mm-hmm. this was 96. So it's like okay, we'll we'll make like simplified versions of those sprites and build a game around it. And uh, yeah, the Infinity Gems do of course play a role as you find them. You can uh, add them to your inventory and they'll unlock special powers like the Time Gem lets you move faster. The Is it the Reality Gem that like reveals hidden objects that you can find? I think...
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's that exactly that. what it does.
0: Um and I just want to say, as long as I'm talking about revealing hidden things, I think Doctor Doom's Castle is easily my favorite level just because uh if you go at it with Spider-Man or Wolverine, you can like just crawl over this obstacle early on and go straight to the end and skip a bunch of fighting. It's great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a little bit of a cheat. But not really. Um yeah, and you do you do fight Thanos at the end of this game. Uh his reality or, or, sorry, his Infinity Gauntlet powers are not all that impressive. Mostly he just does stuff that sounds like this. Like, he charges up the gauntlet, and then, like, a thing of flame comes out of the ground and makes a bunch of woof, woof, woof noises. Actually, oh. the,
3: the interesting thing about that fight is that he's not wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. He's just wearing gold gloves. Oh, I When see. you fight Magus, <laughs> Magus has the Infinity Gauntlet, and this is before the Thanos fight. Um yeah, it's it's really weird. None of it makes any sense. Hmm. Nebula shows up at one point and in the comics oh, yeah. uh she's like the granddaughter of Thanos and she only claims to be that and Thanos doesn't acknowledge it. It's a different relationship than than MCU. Much but in this game she's like his uh his lieutenant or something. Uh it's it's a different relationship there too. Uh they they weren't exactly on brand with this game. Mm, no. No,
1: not really. There's still something about it that makes me very, very happy. I don't know. It's one of my. It's one of my or if that's a good word. Uh, Super Super Nintendo Marvel games.
2: Well, it has it has a glitz to it that could only come from Capcom. I remember being really impressed with this because I didn't get a an N64 until '98, so I was still playing my Super Nintendo quite a bit and uh, hadn't i wouldn't own a playstation until i was a teenager like well into the early 2000s so there was just something about war of the gems in particular the first time i played it that even knowing now that the sprites were of a far less far lesser quality than the sprites of the arcade game there was just something about it that looked really good to me as a young super nintendo player The game was pretty hard for Mm. me as a kid. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean,
0: that that Boston Aquarium level is ridiculous because, like, half the time you're running out of air. And then once you run out of air, you're running out of life. And even if you make it to the end, like, there's so few health pickups that, like, Mm -hmm. for a modern gamer, it's going to be impossible.
2: Sure. Yeah. But it did have, uh, it, it had a polish to it. Uh, at least for its time, that I appreciated, and when I started playing it again relatively recently a few months ago, it, it was—it still has a look to it that I appreciate, and the fact that, you know, I didn't have a lot of options as a kid mm. to play as, as Captain America, That's so true. I relish yeah. that because I've always loved Cap. Oh, I loved and, I loved uh, playing
0: as Cap in that Data East Avengers arcade game. That was amazing. Ooh Lucky. yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Avengers! Uh, no, yeah.
0: everyone has <laughs> yeah, an old you could man be... voice.
3: <laughs> you could be iron man as well mm-hmm. i think this is the same year that iron man teamed up with exo man awards well. oh yes so it a is a big year yeah. for iron man in console <laughs> games like a year side. later yeah
1: yeah but as as a marvel fan this is i don't know baker could speak to this uh, a little more authentically but like there had been no game where you could play as spider-man and iron man and captain america and hulk and wolverine ever
3: yeah, we were talking no about No action game. Like, uh, fighting games, yeah, but, but no, no, like, just action game,
1: right? All right. no home console game. There, I modified it. But yeah, like, ev- <laughs> everybody was split into the Avengers, Spider-Man's on his own, mm-hmm. Cap and Iron Man with the Avengers. Sometimes
0: and, uh, Spider-Man Cap... hangs out with the X-Men.
1: And I skipped the Probe Hulk game, so I'd, I don't think I played a game where you played as Hulk at this point, other than the arcades. Hmm.
2: Well, and even even a lot of the comics of the time, it felt like the the worlds of the X-Men and the Avengers were so disparate anyways. Like, they didn't really start to make a concerted effort to combine those worlds until well into the 2000s. At least when it comes... Like, the thing that immediately comes to my mind, at least from when I was working as a retailer, was Uncanny Avengers with Marvel Now, where it literally combined the two worlds as the premise for the story coming out of Avengers versus X-Men. I mean...
1: Was that the one with Red Skull with Professor X's brain?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was 2012. So that was pretty late in the game. And of course, you know, being in the same universe, there are moments where they interacted. But, uh, you know, the worlds were still pretty far apart. The X-Men were largely doing their thing. The Avengers were largely doing their own thing. And then Spider-Man was kind of in his own world too. And having any experience that combined all those characters together was always going to feel special especially in the 90s yeah i I, I was
3: definitely i was definitely reading x-men comics pretty regularly i think around this time and you know i i didn't pay attention to infinity gauntlet when it happened at all i knew it happened but i didn't really pay attention because i only really cared about the x-men
2: yeah you were a marvel reader not or you were an x-men reader not necessarily a marvel reader right yeah yeah and man, I mean, the X-Men ruled the world like, in, in the 90s comics, oh, too. I mean, the X-Men were everywhere. And I mean, it's funny to think now just how kind of low, relatively low on the totem pole the Avengers were back then. I mean, even in the 2000s when I was working as a retailer, like when I would explain the Avengers to some customer that would come in and it's like, oh, are they like like the Justice League? And now, yes. it's, it's so weird <laughs> yeah. how, how things have just kind of transposed. I well, yeah, still exactly. remember
0: like in 2008, thinking like, why the fuck would they make a movie about Iron Man? Who gives a shit about Iron Man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of all characters. Mean, because
2: of Data East game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although he had a good GBA game, too. Did Dude, he? That game's great. Uh, that music's yeah. amazing.
3: Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. Hmm. Basically Mega Man, but Iron Man. Oh, sweet. Exactly. I, yeah, I
0: can get behind that. I can also kind of get behind. Number four!
5: That gauntlet thingy is pretty neat! Do you think Thanos will let me borrow it for a day or two?
0: The tinkling sound in the background is your clue here. Pretty neat. <laughs> Pretty neat. <laughs> no, I don't
1: know what this is at all.
0: This is the Lego Infinity War DLC, Lego Marvel Superheroes Two, right? Yeah, for, it's Avengers yeah, Infinity War DLC for Lego Marvel Superheroes Two.
1: What a mouthful! Yeah. The Infinity War <laughs> DLC for Lego Marvel Superheroes Two.
0: Yeah, and oh. that this is uh, narrated by one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe, Gwenpool who's uh, somehow much more annoying in the game than she is in the comics. But in in this add-on, you play... It, it takes place prior to the movie, and you play as Thanos with Proxima Midnight, the, the Black Band. The Black Order. Black Order, Order, the black Order yes. yeah.
3: Uh, Hickman creation, if I remember correctly. Uh, and the subtitle for Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah. Ooh.
0: In this, you are... Uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll let Gwenpool explain.
4: Have I got a treat for you. A little chunk of
2: Infinity War. You should know Thanos by now. Cosmic supervillain, intergalactic warlord, so on and so forth. It goes on. The Black Order are hot-footing it to Adelan to see our old
5: friend Black Bolt. Apparently, he knows the whereabouts of Thanos' son,
2: Thane. This isn't some sort of cozy reunion. Thane is kind of a secret, and Thanos wants him out of the way. Permanently. Capish?
0: Yeah, that's that's not a plot line you'll see in the movies. Thanos' son, no, Thane.
3: That is actually from uh, the Infinity. There was a, a big event, 2013, I want to say, called mm-hmm. Infinity, and that's a little part of it right there, which is interesting. I haven't played this, but uh, do you know if it actually like fits in with MCU continuity? If you want it to,
1: um, I mean, only I mean, if Captain you... America has a beard.
3: <laughs> yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, parts of the of Marvel Lego Marvel Superheroes, yes. Although it's very much its own thing. This particular DLC yeah. seems to be kind of like, yeah, it, this is sort of set before the movie. It's uh, it's just Thanos and his buddies cruising around, uh, roughing up like the inhumans headquarters like you you fight a bunch of henchmen you run into iconic uh characters but you don't really get to fight them
2: looks like some of the inhumans are looking to make a hasty getaway can't say i blame
0: them yeah i think that's medusa and what's what's the name of black bolt's dog that teleports Lockjaw. Lockjaw, yeah. So they both Lockjaw. just see you and run away and, and like escape in an elevator. But it, I mean, it's it's pretty short. You're just solving simple puzzles and uh, bashing things around. And uh, then you get yelled at by Black Bolt at the end and Thanos doesn't find Thane. So really, it's just a shaggy dog story that they, they bolted on. So a Lego game, yay! <laughs> On the other hand, you do get to to play as Thanos and uh, direct various Infinity Gauntlet uh, fueled beams at things and uh, smash stuff. And and interestingly, like he's he's like twice the size of any of the the minifig characters. So you'll have to switch off like amongst his henchmen in order to to solve the game's puzzles. And in typical Lego game uh, form, it it just uh, like everybody has things only they can do and that their friends can't. So.
2: No, so he's like a big fig size. Yes.
1: Like, I think Pretty him much. and Hulk are kind of yeah. palette swapped in, right. in the Lego line. Gotcha.
2: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It, they also did that in, uh, I think it was Lego Batman 3. They had Dark Knight Returns Batman in big fig form, which kind of weirded oh, me out. Hey, That's weird. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's just those exaggerated Frank Miller dimensions, I guess, that lend huh. themselves to it. But it fits for Thanos. I don't know. I used to love the Lego games a lot. I never actually checked in on Lego Super- Marvel Super Heroes 2. I played the first one to completion. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It, it, as soon as they adopted like more of a, I guess, a DLC formula with the, like, cause, what was it, Lego Batman... I think it might have been Lego Batman three that started with the season pass, and I was like, geez, a season pass for a Lego game? I don't know.
1: Yeah, there are already that. too many of these.
2: Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like, well, and,
1: and this one does appear to be huge. Like
0: according to my save, I've clocked about four hours in it and I'm only one point three percent of the way done with it, so
2: Okay. Well so if if you're if, if you're into to getting every nook and cranny then i can see the appeal Yeah, that, especially if that's the problem
0: oh, with lego games for me though it is it because is. you can smash everything and you're constantly collecting all these what are they studs the little pieces yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that like i just get caught up on like i'm just gonna destroy my immediate surroundings for like an hour and then get bored and forget yeah. that i needed to uh, actually progress in the game that's that's yeah, that. kind of hypnotic
1: sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating for me. I think we were streaming Lego Force Awakens, and it's just like, I've been playing for 90 minutes, and, and Ray hasn't met Finn yet. <laughs> the duration of Force Awakens, and I'm just fucking around. Too
2: and, bad. Uh, Movie's over. Time for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> we never got Lego Last Jedi. That might have been interesting. Oh, oh, Jesus. I can't
1: imagine what people would do in that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in any event... um the the depth of different IP can seem to serve LEGO games really well. I think Marvel lends itself really well to a sort of LEGO game formula. Same with DC. Uh, I mean, I, I was one of the, I don't know, 20 people that actually gave LEGO Dimensions a try. And was kind of holding out hope that there would be some kind of Marvel implementation there. Because, I mean, hmm. if you're going to do Toys to Life, why not do LEGO,
3: right? But... 'Cause and they're doing it. Disney Infinity at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Disney Infinity yeah.
1: and I don't think they wanted to play well with Warner Brothers characters. Yeah. Like we Roger uh, Rabbit, man. All I'm saying is. We can't put game. Marvel
0: characters into a game where Batman is one of the three main protagonists.
1: <laughs> sure you can. It's easy. Watch, I'm gonna take my Lego figurines and do it right here in <laughs> New no, your Light. You're no, violating it. copyright. No,
2: do it. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, well I'll probably have to give give this a try at some point when I see it on a sale or something, and and give it the old college try. But uh, and that's the main reason I I have
0: it is because I saw it in the sale. There you go, Mm -hmm. right?
2: I mean, it seems just like kind of an inevitability, especially if you want to, if if you like keeping up on the intersections between comics and video games, Lego games in modern days, it's a surprisingly high percentage of of comic book video game. Uh, usage, I suppose it, it's
1: frustrating because they're like kind of the only thing you have for yeah. major movie events as far as video game tie-ins go. I am not in love with Lego games. I think I need one every seven years. Um, sure, but like they're also better than most other licensed games that yeah. came out. Well, that, that's uh, that's, right. that's sure. the other thing
0: that like <laughs> this uh, the Lego games are like the closest you will get to an actual mm-hmm. game tie-in with any of the MCU movies anymore right. because that that ship has sailed that that's all over with and there's no uh, avengers Endgame game video game uh, unless you count like the iron man vr thing that's coming
1: out that, that's really frustrating that like marvel got to the end of this cycle without uh, well with other than the sega games without anything representing these characters on the video game yeah. landscape we, we never bummer. got
0: a captain america super soldier 2 that never got a chance to shine
1: Oh, wait, that just got flagged on YouTube for me. I want to see who claimed it.
2: (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) My stream of Captain
1: America Super Soldier.
2: That's a shame, too, though, when you think about it at large, because... and I mean, Chris Baker could probably speak to this way better than I can, but I mean, I certainly thought that as as far as the MCU video games are concerned, Super Soldier, at least to me, was by far the best one.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And,
2: uh, and... Ending on that note is kind of tragic, considering everything. But uh, but for what it's worth, I mean, if you if you have a strong itch to scratch when it comes to playing to playing the MCU, then I think you could do a lot worse than Captain
3: America Super Soldier. Yeah, and yeah, it's got a pretty good story in it too. You know, yeah, it, it, for a while it actually kind of fit in the the context because uh, uh, you could like imagine it as like an adventure that happens during the first avenger or during like the montage oh yeah exactly uh but i think uh once they put arnim zola in the mcu it kind of nullified all that oh yeah absolutely well it was
2: it, it still probably could have fit until you saw strucker when they totally reimagined yeah. strucker in age of ultron and then of course zemo yeah. he'd be then it man. threw it out the window yeah. but before that you could it was kind of fun to mm-hmm. imagine.
0: And and yeah, the the Thor D S game was also surprisingly good.
2: I've heard that I've never it, played it. It's by the Way, way forward. forward one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you guys played it on a stream at one point. Or at least you I might have. I loaned you a copy. <laughs> um I
1: can't remember. I, I uh definitely the Wii one. Ah, never mind.
0: The Wii know. one was awful. Just uh yeah. dog food. Um anyway, uh Let's get on to something I know Chris Baker can speak to personally. Number three. All things are possible for Thanos.
4: Billions upon billions of souls are blinking out of existence. I am creating every piece of this monument. for her.
3: Oh, what could this be? <laughs> this is uh, Marvel Pinball, the Infinity Gauntlet. Part of the Avengers Chronicles pack in... Uh, 2012 for pinball uh, FX, yes, for pinball FX2 at the time, mm-hmm. and it's compatible with pinball FX3 now. Uh, yeah, I uh, I worked on that. I, you know, as we've established, I work at Zen Studios now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not back then, but I did work on this game when I worked at Marvel, so I was on oh, the wow. other side <laughs> of things. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and this one is kind of near and dear to me because uh, it's actually one that. I personally wanted to do what, from the moment we started. I remember uh, actually having like a, a Twitter DM conversation with uh, Andrew Reiner from Game Informer, and we we both like independently were like, you know, that's a that's a game you should you should do. You should do Infinity Gauntlet, and all the balls turn into the Infinity Gems, and uh, you know. Then I think I think independently, uh, Zen Studios, who I did not work for at the time. Uh, also had the same idea. So it's like such a natural fit because on a typical pinball table, you've got like five or six missions you've got to do to get to the wizard mode. Mm-hmm. And so every mission is its own infinity gem. And when you do that, you something related to that gem happens on the table. And the, the gem itself becomes the ball. Oh, wow. And I'm saying gem because it's based on the comics mm-hmm. and not uh yeah so so like for example uh the space stone there's like a bunch of teleport uh portals that that, that pop up on the screen uh and you gotta hit the ball through the right portals uh the, the one that i'm like uh it was very divisive people loved it or hated it because it's a very video gamey thing mm-hmm. but the reality gem uh would turn the table upside that's down, the one that really. i ran
0: into while playing I'm like, what yes is yes
3: happening? uh that was my idea. <laughs> so if you, if you hated it, then I'm sorry. I wouldn't you say I hated it, it, but, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah.
0: glad that I had a guide to sort of uh, clue me in on what was going on.
4: Greetings, hero. Yeah. Yes, you. I, Adam Warlock, lead the forces
0: of sanity against the mad titan Thanos. Prepare thyself for battle most fierce and awesome. In this pinball table. Yes,
3: exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, That line, by the way, uh, uh, prepare yourself for battle, uh, prepare thyself. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's straight from the comics. A lot of the lines you hear on that table, especially from Thanos, are straight read from the comics. Uh, So in that sense, it's like probably the most faithful adaptation of, of the actual Infinity Gauntlet story, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, well,
0: and you, yeah. you've got you've got Adam Warlock and Silver Surfer standing on either sides of the flippers down at the bottom of the table. You've got uh, Thanos up at the top, uh, wreaking various havoc uh, up there. But it kind of helps to have a basic understanding of what the comic was about versus the movies, because uh, if if you're just familiar with the movies, you might be surprised to find out that hey, Thanos uh, is in love with Mistress Death, the personification of death in the Marvel Universe, and wants to impress her, because she's upset that there are more people alive now than have ever died, so Thanos wants to kill half of them off to to appease her, and uh, at the same time, on this pinball table, he's very focused on uh, building her a monument. No! Death should be revered, shrines should be built to her. And so
4: you dare destroy the monument of my love
0: yeah very very focused on love thanos
3: yes yes Mm -hmm. and i think all of those lines were from the comic i think everything you played there is it'd be interesting to see just how much dialogue there is that you could just plug right into those panels Hmm.
0: i'm sure quite a bit of it
3: yeah there's some really awkward reads, too. I, I don't mean, like, bad voice acting. I mean, like, just the the way something... When you write something, it's not always how people talk, especially in a comic book. Mm-hmm. So when someone actually says it, it takes a few times uh, to actually get it right. But I, I think the voice actor actually did a, a great job. Yeah, so that,
0: that is Isaac um, C. Singleton. And I think Zen Pinball is listed as his first... Uh, credit playing Thanos yeah and since then he's gone on to play uh, Thanos in pretty much everything that isn't the movies I mean but before he came along uh, it could be pretty much anyone playing Thanos even uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's Jim Cummings
4: we're out of lobster already perfect
0: use big prawns and tell them it's lobster but oh, overcook them so the rubbery I'll show them evil I just wanted to get that in there somewhere. That's got to be Super Hero Squad, <laughs> <Yeah>. I presume.
3: <laughs> nice. Which
0: nice. is the only thing that you suggested to me that uh, you can't get your hands on anymore unless you go to, like, a GameStop and dig through
3: their used bin. Ah, okay. Yeah, the, the, yeah. that's a game, the, yeah. the Super Hero Squad, the yeah, Infinity it's, Gauntlet. It's a, is, is it's a, a game licensed game
0: well. Marvel game from THQ, so it's doubly
3: dead. <laughs> <laughs> there was an even deader one that was a uh, uh, you draw exclusive after that. So, uh... <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> well, was, uh, funnily enough, too, I think Isaac C. Singleton also played Thanos. At the very end of the Marvel Battlegrounds playset
3: of Disney Infinity 3.0, oh, so wow. that's also pretty dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, actually, it's I guess it's worth pointing out too. Uh, Travis Willingham is has been Thor, and I know in the Avengers Assemble cartoon and some other games too, I think. And he Marvel Pinball's Thor table was his debut. Oh damn! As <laughs> as Thor, so that's wow. awesome. Yeah,
0: it's it's a it's a
3: secret launch. You've done
0: for... so much for these actors. <laughs> or pinball has. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, speaking of Isaac Singleton, he also plays Thanos in this next entry.
3: Number
5: two. King T'Challa, the captive.
0: Your majesty,
4: I am... I know who you are, You. What business have you in Valconda?
3: Yeah, I, rem- I remember uh, the official Black Panther Twitter retweeted that particular clip you just played, and a bunch of people corrected it by saying it's Wakanda not Valcanda. No it's
0: Falconda because everything <laughs> has merged in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite which was the first game to really try to give a storyline to the Marvel Capcom crossover. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Where it it actually begins and uh, I, I played through the story mode uh, last night and it did it kind of does the same thing that Mortal Kombat does, where it's like, okay, here's a fighting game, but we will structure it around this, like, movie-length cutscene that you then, like, every time there's an action scene, we just turn it over to you, and you play as this character against these other characters, whatever. Um, but, uh, Yes, the, the universes have mashed together and it begins in Medius Res with like no explanation of what's going on other than that this is the villain you have to fight. Our name is Ultra
4: Sigma. We have become as one.
1: Uh. Oh my god, I can't believe Brett did that. <laughs> <laughs> it just- so fucking Brett, Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't know if we can put this all on Brett. He's not, he's not credited as a writer or anything. But uh, friend of the show, yeah, Brett Elston. Him, did Brett write this game? He, I know, he, he, yeah, Brett he Elston, the former co-host. But of he the did show. work on this game. I know it was kind of his baby. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: dude, Ultron Sigma, Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really how I, I, that works but like you, you can work on a game for years and never be credited as a writer mm. um,
0: <laughs> but yeah that yeah. does sound like his, his uh, kind of thing I'll be honest mm. um, but uh, yeah it, there's, there's so many mo- I got so many clips from this that are just like referencing all this stuff
4: something funny Grimace Tony Stark and Dr. Light two warmongers fighting for peace yet responsible for so much horror are your hands any cleaner than mine?
0: That's, again, Isaac C. Singleton uh, lecturing Tony Stark and Dr.
3: Light. Uh, That's interesting that he called him Grimace, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, because he calls him Grimace in, in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Star this Lord came out before yeah. Infinity War. I yeah. I love when he
1: calls that guy Squidward. Interesting. Earth <laughs> is closed. Uh, yes. All
3: right, just watch.
1: You added your I just. Th- that guy. Does a really good Robert Downey Jr. impersonation, and he tends to do yeah. Iron Man everywhere. I, I don't know his mm. name.
3: I want to say it's Eric Loomis, mm. but it, there's another guy. There's Eric Loomis and another guy, and I, I don't know which one was in this one. Like that's
1: a hard guy to impersonate too. So I'm hats off to him. He yeah. sounds the yeah. most like an MCU character of all the characters in this entire game.
2: Oh, absolutely. Eric Loomis, I think, was the guy who started playing him in... I think it might have been the Iron Man 2 video game. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first one
0: actually had Robert Downey Jr., right? Crazy to think Well, about. so part <laughs> the of funny it, yeah. Thing
3: about, yeah. The funny thing about that first one, yeah, I, I kind of worked on that game. Oh, wow. Uh, the, uh, the, the marketing was like, featuring Robert Downey Jr as Iron Man which is absolutely true.
1: It is Eric Loomis by the it's way. It's
3: like dot 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 only in cutscenes. Ah, <laughs> right. It's all
1: dialogue from the movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the in the actual missions it's another guy. It's mm. it's I think it's Eric Loomis or somebody else who it might be the other guy. Mm. Uh who I, whose name I unfortunately cannot think of right now. Uh but yeah, th- that's the funny secret that no one really picked up on, you know, there was a lot of other things to Say about that in a negative manner, unfortunately, for that (laughs) game, but uh, yeah, yeah, no one really ever picked up on the fact that it was a totally different guy in the missions than in the cutscenes. Is that good?
2: Steven Steven Stanton, I believe, was the guy who played Iron Man while he was in the suit, and then uh, for all the cutscenes where he was out of the
3: suit, that was, yeah, that's true. There was the filter on his voice, so that, yeah, so they tried
2: to pull a fast one effectively, which is just bizarre to think about, but. The other guy who plays Iron Man quite a bit, I don't know if he plays him in this, but Adrian Pazdar, he was in Heroes, yeah. the TV show. He was one of the leads in Heroes. Yeah, he's
3: Avengers um, yeah, he in Avengers Assemble, the cartoon. He's also Lego Marvel. And the
2: Disney Infinity games, too. I yes. keep bringing that game up. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I played that in the Lego games. Yeah. I there, love Disney Infinity. Go. I'll say it.
0: I did, too. I had a lot of fun with it. I love the Star Wars stuff where you could just like visit Tatooine and there's a big sign telling you not to throw Jawas into the Sarlacc, but then you do it anyway.
2: (laughs) And it's gross. Yeah. But I mean, when it comes to Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, I respected the... The foresight that it had to finally put a story or attach a story to to the gameplay—I just wish I was yeah, better um, at Marvel vs. Captain. I mean, it's <laughs> so the bad the,
0: the main good. credited writer also did, I think, Crash Twin Sanity. Um, but hmm. yeah, it, 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 I, I will give it credit for putting a story to something that really the story didn't go very far beyond this.
3: Chun Li, Captain Marvel, shall we?
1: What more do and you? They became best friends that day.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of saying each other's names. Oh yeah, is one thing tons I noticed, of that. Uh, and
0: and like we just yeah. take for granted that like oh we're all equals here and we act like we've known each other for years and and then like uh, it just it gets so silly because uh, mild spoilers here for like the middle end of the game. Um, this whole thing starts, and if you if you for some reason don't want to spoil Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite for yourself, fast forward a minute or two. This whole thing starts. When uh, Jeddah from Darkstalkers goes and uh, has a little discussion with Mistress Death.
3: What then do you propose?
0: A
4: union. Our two universes reborn as one. A perfect balance between life and death.
5: Such an undertaking will require all six stones of power.
4: Ah, the Infinity Stone.
0: There's
5: one who desires them. Desires me above all else.
0: Uh, let's go manipulate him. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, they they manipulate Thanos into, you know, thinking that merging the worlds is his idea. He gets Ultron to do it because he can't actually bring them together himself. Uh, Ultron Sigma turns on Thanos. Thanos eventually turns on Mistress Death. And it's just... It's a right proper goof about. Um.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's fun, yeah. and it ties everything together. And it includes uh, you know, I think that's all
0: Thanos uh, you, building a new gauntlet in Sigma's lab so that he can steal the Satsui no Hado energy from Ryu. <laughs>
1: These are all fucking fun things. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I had so much fun. We should say that. I guess none of us are, like, hardcore fighting game fans. Right. So it's difficult mm-hmm. to speak to the game on that level, um, and it's difficult for me to speak about the game unbiasedly because I worked at that company and I saw the barrage of negativity coming at that game. I was mean, even glancing at the wiki, and it's still there. It's like the biggest complaint is that there's no X Men. I'm like, but fuck, but, but you everyone why knows that why is. that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and like in 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 terms of like big history, like we'll barely remember a, a time when. X Men weren't allowed in Marvel stuff. That's all over now.
0: There'll be a footnote and, in about twenty years.
1: I know, and it sucks. And it's like, yeah, that was Capcom's decision yeah. to not include <laughs> sure. uh, cherished time honored characters. Um, but I do, I, I do know that I think um, one of the one of the controversial things when I worked there was with Street Fighter Cross Tekken was the gem system, <laughs> and and that's partially what this game is based on, like using the the Infinity gems. Mm-hmm. As uh, gameplay buffs, and I, I think, I think as as I, I have watched people's essays on the video because I want to see why the fighting game community is so like angry at this game, and I think part of it is that X Men and they love being angry at Capcom, um, and it, it, I'm sure it fell short of certain fighting game a- uh, aspirations, but I think the gem system didn't turn out to be this like game changer tournament level thing that uh kept the game competitive no, I mean, for years on it, end it, that they thought it would be it
0: was fun like having an infinity gem would let you like use a little attack or or something else that was based on it like the time gem would let you zip forward um i think the uh, the soul gem uh if, if you powered it up all the way you, you could unleash these like massive attacks with them that would uh do things like uh, put your opponent in a cube, or if your partner was dead, it would raise them up and heal the both of you while you fought as one, with them being controlled by the computer. Um, so, I mean, it was it was cool, but, like, the, the game took kind of uh, measures that seemed to be like, okay, we need to aim this at, like, an entry-level fighting game audience, so you could... The best combos that you could do were just by mashing the light punch button. Uh, and, and that would like launch all these aerial things and everything else. So it's like, I, I think
1: you're also talking about single player.
0: That's true. I am. Um, yeah. If you want to talk to, to multiplayer, be my
2: guest.
1: No, no, I, I don't. Cause I, I can't speak to that at all. I think, I think I, I can, yeah. but I can't acknowledge some of the game shortcomings. Again, we're not finding game peoples, mm-hmm. but I was blown away more than anything by, um, what is it? Um, uh, what's the what's the nether realm dc game
3: forget the injustice, oh, injustice, yeah. 2. Yeah, injustice I, 2 came out a few months before that yeah
1: and injustice yeah. 2 blew me away how much fun it made a single-player story-based fighting game experience and this game did not look like that yeah. at all and it's it's, it? it's just strange um i i didn't realize how much myself and i think the rest of the world love the stylized uh, darkened look of mbc3 Mm-hmm. So seeing them in, like, mm-hmm. stark lighting all of a sudden. Yeah, the, the uh, stark no, lighting, no,
0: the kind of odd faces. Uh, it it had, like, this strange cartoony vibe that didn't quite fit with anything.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's like Mar- MVC3 had made a real bold design choice, mm-hmm. and that helped the game look really cool forever, whereas I don't know that this game did uh, make a, a just a definitive earth-shattering design choice. I think that really would have helped it out, um, and especially in, in the visual department. Um, it just, it just sort of in the cutscenes. It's like I don't even know I'm playing a fighting game. Like this doesn't look. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. No, the, the cutscenes. I'm only worried about it because like I don't want. I love this franchise, yeah. and the fighting game community did not embrace this, and I don't want to see the series die. But I have a feeling this is the death. The death knell. Uh, I hope not. I'm, I'm, it seems I,
2: strange, strange to me that there's more of an effort, at least on the part of fighting game developers, to introduce more RPG elements into fighting games. Like, that, to me, I enjoyed Injustice 2. I mean, story-wise, I prefer the first game, and the first game is still probably the best story I've ever played in a fighting game, personally. But, I don't know, when you add in these extra elements, like Injustice 2 did, and it sounds like Mortal Kombat 11 is done, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, with the gear augmentations and grinding for, for different things... Does that overcomplicate it too much when when you're trying to look for a kind of a pure fighting game experience? Because maybe the gems on on this game kind of push things in that direction. I'm not sure though.
1: That's I think that's the trade off that you're talking about. Because I think I think Mortal Kombat traditionally like outsells most other other fighting games by catering to multiple types of people who like fighting games. And mm-hmm. I remember working at Capcom. My frustration was like, not everybody loves. Just fighting games. There's no tutorial. There's nothing else to do here but practice and get good and get beat up. And uh, NetherRealm, oh, I, I I know what you're saying. The oh, There are overwhelming decisions to make with all these weird things you unlock mm. and injustice. But I think that's to flesh out the single-player experience because those games typically, other than their first year, don't make the rounds at any fighting game tournaments.
0: It's to keep people mm. from just saying like, okay, I beat arcade mode once. Uh, I guess I'm done right. with this. Right, right back to right, the store and, and,
1: and I, again like i just just being excited for Mortal Kombat 11 there is something to that there is something to like paying full price day 1 for one of these games to like play through Mortal Kombat story mode with as many characters as you want it is so much fun uh, mm-hmm. i can't wait to do it
3: <laughs> but yeah yeah one other one other thing i really liked about this game's just like the, its general premise was it kind of like melded their their worlds like you know you had the belt Val- Hondo, mm-hmm. which was wakanda was so and, uh, cool. like, monster hunter yeah. mm-hmm. and it, it reminded me it's like the closest thing we'll ever get probably to an amalgam universe game oh yeah which uh wow. if you were a comics <laughs> nerd in the 90s the amalgam was when dc and marvel like combined oh, man. uh and, and it dark was like claw. so dumb but awesome yeah dark claw is like the, the poster child of that like it, dark claw batman and know, wolverine crossed with Batman. Yeah. And, and Look, I love Spider-Man,
2: but there's no way he should have beat Superboy in the Marvel versus DC crossover. <laughs> that
3: doesn't seem possible.
2: It just shouldn't Yeah, yeah, Spider-Boy <laughs> is
3: what they became and Right? yeah, there are yeah. all these like uh, just Amalgams. It was the. Amalgam I universe. saw a
1: mint condition collection of amalgam comics on a shelf, and I was like astonished this still existed. So I, I snatched it up immediately, and I tried to read it, and like, oh my goodness!
3: Oh <laughs> it's my so nineties. It is so nineties comics. It's incredibly nineties, and you really have to know like what all these characters are to uh, to even really fully appreciate it. Because I remember I, I was a really big comic fan at the time, and there was a lot to just I, I don't know these. Like they 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 combine like uh, the Punisher and Steve Trevor from Wonder Woman. And where Steve Trevor was it? Yeah. The... Although run out
1: of characters, what happened?
3: Uh, I don't know. So was he Steve the, the Captain America, Superman, Superman, Super the, Soldier? Yeah, yeah, Super yeah, Soldier.
2: Cool. That was I think it was written by Mark Wade and was Dave Gibbons the artist? I just remember that one having a particularly good team, and that one being probably the closest to being legitimately good if i'm remembering correctly oh, amalgam- yeah i mean they had
3: all the 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 writers of the day were participating you know from yeah. both sides oh, an amalgam so was- if we didn't
1: say is is some weird imprint that was a co-production of dc and marvel that yes. synthesized all their characters together and it, how long did it last like maybe a year they did it twice. There was some okay. some basis uh, yeah, for they, it in the
0: regular books, wasn't there? Where it's just like, oh yeah, we're engineering the storyline where the the universes collide, and and then we put yeah, out yeah. There these was anomalies. like
3: a two or three months where, it, like, there there I think there weren't normal comics. It was just these weird combinations. It's so weird. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was an interesting time. It's a
1: wonderful travesty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Although, if I mean, if you do have an
2: itch to scratch when it comes to Marvel and DC crossovers, JLA, Avengers is legitimately awesome. Yeah, Kurt Music and George Perez. And like one of my all-time favorite pages of anything ever is Batman versus Captain America fighting to hey, a stalemate. Uh, right. I,
1: I've only read that part of it online. I ha- haven't actually read that, but I've heard the same thing. That's like, DC and Marvel, it never goes the way you want. Someone will always walk out of any of those mm-hmm. stories disappointed. <laughs> uh, but like everyone suits. seems to agree the Batman cat fight is, is worth it happening alone.
2: All uh, right. Superman picking up Mjolnir is just singularly great too, oh, nice. because of course Superman would be worthy of that. And Wonder just Woman does it
3: in in the uh, Marvel vs DC event. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. Wonder Woman that. does it, and I, I'm yeah. not making fun of because, like, I
1: am still reading my Marvel vs Looney Tunes collection, which is one of the coolest things I've ever seen.
4: <laughs>
1: Where there's like there's like two comics in it. One is like if. Looney Tunes came to DC so they're drawn realistically and then ones like what if Looney Tunes characters Looney Tunes artists drew DC characters and I don't know it's so much fun
2: Batman Elmer Fudd Dude that shit is so good comics I've, yeah it was great Elmer and, Fudd is
1: a psychopathic hunter that stalks Gotham <laughs> <laughs> uh, And
2: Bugs is like this this depraved bartender who's like eh, what's up it, it, No it was really good and if you have that, it's that single issue hold on to it because it got rare really quickly. Yeah, it's,
1: it is the best of that that, that crossover universe. God, uh, look, look what crossovers end up doing I'm, to you. I'm just I'm still I mean.
0: fixated on the Captain America <laughs> Batman thing. I'm just imagining it as, like, uh, Captain Amer- as Captain America, I'm super strong, and you're just a normal person. On the other hand, I represent America, and you're a billionaire, so I can't actually fight you in any way. Right.
1: <laughs> I live to serve you.
0: Well,
2: they did, it, they did a really nice job with it, though, because it was just, like... They, they were testing each other with the, 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 just a little bit of feints here mm-hmm. and there to, to see what the limits of each of their skills were. And they obviously don't want to seriously hurt each other, but it was just like they, they're, they're the master tacticians of their, their respective universes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they all, it's because of their matched skill in being tacticians that ultimately lead them to the conclusion that, hey, maybe we should actually work together and I, I I just love that yeah. part a lot I've,
0: I've got one more sound from Marvel vs. Capcom
4: Thanos alone can lead us to the Infinity Stones he is bound to them it is the only way yeah well I wanted on record that this is a bad idea
0: ah yeah okay that's Thor and Rocket Raccoon talking about whether or not they should free Thanos from his uh, tiny little energy cell and let him fight with them which sounds insane Absolutely, and of course it is, because... That's uh, a really yeah. cool
3: moment
1: in the story, though.
3: That's true, it is. Yeah, there's a lot of just fun character moments, mm-hmm. you know. Like uh, Dante and, and, uh, and Ghost Rider, or is it Morgan and Ghost Rider? It's it's I, like, all three, actually. Uh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, just kind of those similar themed characters. Mm-hmm. Devil would Trigger, Dante fighting meet. Jetta.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Uh, well, the next game is the one that actually started all of this. Number one. At least, as far as Capcom is concerned. Ah! Ah! Hey, oh! Oh! Fire, man. One
4: for
5: JJ. Fire. Love
0: that one for JJ when he like just yeah, takes a picture it, of it, himself.
1: It's so bizarre, like that. Uh, I, 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 um, in growing up in Florida, I just came up with a fighting game community even though I wasn't very good, but I just loved to be in a room with a bunch of people playing games and talking Marvel shit. Uh, MVC2 like kind of took over that entire fucking community for like years mm. and overshadowed and nobody liked this one. And I-, I completely forgot. This is the most Infinity Gauntlet game ever. Oh, absolutely. So this yeah. is
0: Marvel Super Heroes, the follow-up to X-Men Children of the Atom, which was Capcom's actual first Marvel fighting game. But uh, yeah, this this and was versus Street Fighter. Yeah, uh, this was even before Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter. This is just Marvel Superheroes.
1: Oh, Marvel Superheroes. Okay, yeah, yes.
0: And this, but this brought together, I think, uh, what eight, ten characters from across the Marvel Universe, some of which were and one
1: uh, Japanese comedian. He...
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was, but was that was that in versus Street Fighter or in the original?
1: I forget. But he, he's. I think I was at the company. We they resold it for Xbox Live, and he's still in there, man. Oh
0: my god. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the some some of these choices are very obvious, like uh, Juggernaut and the Hulk. Who wouldn't want these guys to fight each other? Uh, Hulk, known by his uh, his well known catchphrase, "Let's rock,"
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> always had rock moves. But this is if you if you are a fan of like NBC two and three, it's really interesting. Check this out because like. One is a giant Marvel fan. This is a really good look at what was most popular back then. Yeah. Uh, of- I want
0: to say though, Blackheart and Shuma Gorath were not what was yeah, most popular. I don't know then. if I'd agree with
1: that. <laughs> well, other than those, and I, I swear I don't know if it's a real story, but I think that was like that was Japan getting to pick it its Marvel character, given that Marvel is anime in Japan. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's this weird thing that only super nerds like that costs a lot. Um, yep. but but they're aware of it. Uh, they're flipping through the Marvel Encyclopedia I'm like, ooh, Tentacle Monster. We dig it. <laughs> Let's put that yeah, in and
3: th- that particular I'm, I'm wearing a Shuma gorath shirt so right now. Characters. I'm not kidding. Yep. Oh, is it the MVC3 one? It
1: is. I'm wearing that. I have that I shirt too. Yeah.
3: It's awesome. Yeah. Nice.
1: One thing you can't, <laughs> you can't not cap them for their shirts fit so well. <laughs> Even when you get fat and ugly. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Well, not when you get ugly. That is not a good when shirt. You get fat. Um.
1: But yeah, I, 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 just other other than those two. But seriously, like everybody else in there, like that was who defined the Marvel universe. Yeah, at, at, at that point. And,
0: and like, where else could you get uh, Spider-Man fighting Magneto? Playtime, showtime. It, it, because if you don't hear that, playtime is ended. It just sounds like playtime, showtime. <laughs> is that
3: the one where Spider-Man just screams, "Do your job"?
0: Now that's that's the first <laughs> Marvel versus Capcom, I think.
1: Okay,
3: you know, Chris, when I worked on, uh, I was at Marvel for Marvel vs. Capcom three, and uh, "Do Your Job" was submitted as a taunt for Spider Man, and, and <laughs> I was the one who said no. <laughs> That's that even, stupid. I still don't know where
1: it came from. Like, I mean, obviously Japan, but what? There must have been something in like the Japanese series where Spider Man, like he really doesn't like inefficiency.
0: Do your job. You're not <laughs>
1: representing the spirit of your company well. Uh evil and wasted resources,
3: <laughs> and it's a taunt. Like it's not even a taunt. No. that's like just a. It's a put. Pli- it's I, just I don't know. a statement. It's, it's, you're not going to get somebody angry with that. Yeah, yeah. It, like he
1: took his catchphrase from The Simpsons: <laughs> "Workers and parasite,
0: do your job, and rob banks." What? <laughs> Punch Spider-Man? Okay.
1: <laughs> this, shit, this shit was so cool, and and again, I'm I'm fast and loose in the timeline because like if you were like me in a small town, like none of these games came in order to every know. arcade.
0: It, it was you always one pop up
1: all of a something sudden, something
0: you could maybe discover within a few years of release.
1: Yeah, or as they slowly came to PlayStation, but again, mm-hmm. even even then, it took like two, three years. Yeah, for this these. this
0: came out to PlayStation and and Saturn also in like 1997. Uh, again a year after the Marvel Super Heroes War of the Gems which was very loosely based on it.
3: Yeah, I wonder how many people like uh bought War of the Gems thinking it was like a home oh, version. Oh, hopefully
0: not many. This. That would have been sad.
3: I bet people <laughs> I, did. I
0: bet. Uh, though why didn't they make one since they already were halfway to making the sprites? Like maybe maybe it was too hard I, to get the uh, huge I juggernaut. You you
1: probably got to think it's it's 1994 when all this is being developed mm-hmm. and there was no way they were going to make something for the playstation or at that point it was still super yeah ingenuity. yeah
0: um but yeah this this was the game that introduced the uh the infinity gems stones whatever you want to call them power um where you could they would grant uh various powers like i think as if you and and it differed by character so like if you're spider-man you use the i think the power gem uh it summons a spider Spider, spider doppelganger on the other side of your opponent, and you both attack him at the same time. Um, yeah, you know, there was a bunch of that, and then uh, you get to Thanos, and he's probably the quietest Thanos of this bunch. He only really has one voice line that I was able to find. Pray. Yeah, that's it. Just pray. 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 Pray yeah. is a great game. I love it, especially it's the nice. reboot. Love
1: it. Everything Thanos has seen, he still believes in a monotheistic god.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: and I think I think. If the, all the characters you, you that didn't appear as playable characters. If you get to Thanos' stage, they're all like turned to stone. Yeah,
3: yeah. So like, yeah, it's it's got a nice obscure selection there. I remember it's it's Drax, yeah, yeah. the original Drax and the Destroyer, Nova,
1: Thor, She Hulk, uh, Scarlet
3: Witch, uh, Thor, the the Eric Masterson version of oh, Thor. Wow. Not not. Oh yeah, boy. this was uh, he became Thunderstrike. I'm getting very geeky here. Uh, Ooh, yeah, Thunderstrike, love that uh, earring. Uh, Thunderstrike, yes, one of the most '90s characters that ever. 90s. <laughs> uh, and uh, Scarlet Witch, I think, yeah. was another one yeah. that you, you uh, that that is, is stone. Mm-hmm. But this, is, I can't, I can't say how. I,
1: I know this game is super imperfect in terms of both a fighting game and something approachable for a modern audience. But it is so cool to go back and look at how like how obsessed somebody was with in, Infinity Gauntlet in 1995. <laughs>
3: And, yeah. and and it's, it's it's still a beautiful yeah, it looks game yeah, too. Cool. Oh,
1: yeah. Great sprite work, beautiful level design, and all of the music if you've only played like 3 like a lot of the groundwork for the music is laid here with the the weird cue sound beats. Mhm. Um, they end up being reinterpreted throughout the series. And it's interesting, like how
0: many of the moves have stayed consistent between this right. and uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Like Spider-Man still has the spider sting and the web swing, and all these other things. Like the
1: Hulk still lifts up the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Captain America still has like the shield charge, super combo, mm-hmm. and and yeah, even like Spider-Man's super combo where he just like bounces around the stage like, dozens of times and uh, delivers all these quick hits. In Infinite, it's the same motions, but now he's, like, webbing them up at the same time. So it's like, oh, that's that's pretty neat.
1: It's only a bummer if you're a Spider-Man fan. I think he was always a lackluster character in these 2D games.
0: Mm. That's because yeah. they made him, like, uh, he, he's like, well, he's the fast one that doesn't hit very hard. It's like, Spider-Man hits really hard. What
2: are you talking about? He's got super strength.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: He's attached to well, a villain. this bilber.
2: is, yeah. This is one of my comic book video game, White Whales. This and um, probably The Adventures of Batman and Robin on the Super Nintendo are the, two of the games that I really want to be able to own at some hmm. point. I don't have a copy of this one, unfortunately. And especially, I'm, I'm still kicking myself because it was part of that uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Origins collection that got delisted ah, off yes. of the, the I would just like to look that yeah, it was like I think it was about five years ago that it, that they took it off. But no, I mean I, I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm probably never going to own a copy of uh, Spider-Man: Web of Fire for the 32X. Oh not, I don't even yeah, really want to. <laughs> it's not but, a good game, but it's no. like I really want it. Well, it's like what is it? You did a video on it, Chris. It's worth like eight hundred. Uh, oh bucks yeah, I, I did a I
3: did a video about uh, I went to a retro game convention and I I uh, found the eleven most expensive superhero games and that was number one. Uh, a shrink wrap copy was like just short of a thousand dollars. The loose copy I saw there I think was like two fifty, and then like one just in box, open was. I mean,
1: minutes. if you if you played it, you know you're going to get $1,100 worth of play out of it. it <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. This would be
3: totally
0: worth
2: an entire video game collection.
0: <laughs>
2: but but Marvel Super Heroes, I think, runs upwards of 50 for for a decent copy, if I'm remembering. Yeah, the, I mean. all
3: the old Capcom games on old systems, mm. uh, they're some of the more expensive. a tidy to
1: sum. That. Uh, I think we shot yeah. a video when I was working there. It just was like, yeah, like almost every retro game booth, they get displayed in front because they're the most sought after yep. because fighting game community tends to hold them aloft and whip them out every so often. Sure. And, and yeah. that's I think that's really cool. I, I, I can't imagine you won't see this game again somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll come back in some viable format because people like money. And it's never been that's easier true. to make this available to people. Oh, I should say, like, I, somewhere... Did you see the posters they came out with uh, to promote this game and give, gave away at cons? No. no, I still have it framed in my house. It was in my hallway forever. It's the Infinity Gauntlet poster, but with uh, Capcom characters wedged in along oh, with the Marvel yes, superhero. Oh, cool!
4: And then can, if you reverse it, I, can it's, I humble it's, brag
1: the Mega Man 2 cover <laughs> with Captain America instead of Mega Man on it? Like just, just
3: awkwardly standing on a platform of ladders. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I
3: think I told you, Chris. Those were both my concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somewhere I have. The- I was, that was so. Uh, we got Ron Lim to do it too. The, the guy who actually did Infinity War number one. Yeah, I think and I, I still did-
1: have somewhere because the one of the the For ones Infinity, that didn't get printed were the Street Fighter Super Nintendo cover parodies, where it was Hulk in the as the Blanca Ball. Oh, do you still have that? I might have a. I don't, I'm not yeah. supposed to say that. Whether I do, or not, no, but, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but it's awesome, and people should see it. I don't disagree. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is this is sort of this sort of paved the way. I, I still think um, other. I still think this is kind of the most significant contribution Marvel has made to games.
0: This it's particular just game. It,
1: huh? Said so this particular game. I think the the Capcom fighting games, oh, but yeah. it, it does it does start here. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is I, I think it, it's it incredibly important. really
0: big, yeah. And, I mean, again, the Infinity Stones factor very loosely into this in that uh, you get to use them, but they are something... It, it actually feels a bit more like Power Stone, where they're like these things that will either just randomly appear or your opponents will have them, and you'll get to beat them out of them and take them. And then I think when you get to the very end, Thanos like just steals them all, and you have to fight him with no Infinity Gems. I could be wrong about that.
3: Uh, for me, like I think just uh, something else, just as a, a fan of uh, the history of superhero games in general, is like this is the first game that was kind of marketed as a Marvel universe game. Ah. You know, there'd been like team up games like Spider-Man and the X-Men, Spider-Man, Captain America, Maximum Carnage had some team up characters, but. Uh, This was the first one, you know, we we, we spoke to this basic fact earlier, but like it actually marketed itself as this is the Marvel universe. It's not Mm -hmm. an X-Men game. It's not a Spider-Man game that this is a Marvel game and, you know, we've had. Quite a few cents, mm-hmm.
0: and I, I love that it's like, do we have X Men characters still? Yes, but only the ones you really care about. So it's just
3: like Psylocke, who I really care uh, about.
0: Well, no. the, she was really popular in the nineties. I'm saying I really, really care
3: about Psylocke. So <laughs> oh, okay, lot. I like Psylocke, <laughs> and she's a good-looking fighting game character too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she looks like she was made for fighting. Absolutely, games. that's true. Yeah. yeah,
0: but also Wolverine and Juggernaut and Magneto, so
3: all the most popular ones. Oh, they had, they had the voice of uh, the X-Men animated series, The Wolverine. Oh, that's also. awesome. That was, that was cool. Yeah, Cal Dodd. Oh, wow. Yeah. The,
0: the Bub one, not the, the one who is Australian for some reason and called everybody Dingo. No, <laughs>
3: <laughs> no not the Australian <laughs> from Pride of the X-Men and, and Amazing Friends. Yeah, they did that twice. They did that on the uh, Spider-Man's Amazing Friends and then the Pride of the Why? X-Men show. I think they would have liked. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Canadians and Australians, same obviously thing. They're the say, same sure. thing. Yeah, you can't I, tell the difference. I think it even says like throwing a shrimp on the Barbie <laughs> at one point. Like, oh, good, something God. very Australian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: that's that's been our five games based on Infinity Gauntlet. Um, so on that note, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, uh, question of the week answers, a bunch of other stuff. So stay tuned.
4: That's all he gave us. I'll be loose a Get scratching.
5: Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more, 30, 20, and 10 years ago, this very week, with our show, 30-2010. Here's a clip from 1999. <laughs>
3: Yes. April 23rd. Yes. Global holiday.
5: Global holiday, holiday for the,
1: technically the 30th anniversary of a little show called Baywatch, but mm-hmm. in the form of a TV movie.
3: Right. is a pilot TV movie, so they knew they were starting out with a bang.
1: <laughs> with such a Sharknado title. David Hasselhoff, Parker Stevenson, Panic at Malibu Beer, Sunday. Wow. Yeah. you didn't yeah. say the Baywatch part of it, but it's in the logo.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so strange. And that would go on to be a, a, probably one of the oddest global phenomenons I've ever lived through. Yeah. I understand boy bands and action movies, but the whole world loving Baywatch is very strange.
3: I mean, I think it makes sense because it is yeah. so quintessentially American. And so, 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 some people it's like California, like
1: Star Trek. Like, ooh, look at this awesome pier, this beautiful oh, yeah. beach.
3: And it's yeah, it's muscles. And I wonder tits what the police look like. Beaches, <laughs> yeah. Like, why wouldn't Hot. the lifeguards be the hottest people yeah. in the world?
1: No, everyone's knees is visible. It's strange. We're I love it. Fighting beach based crime. Let's
3: go back to those shorty little swimsuits for men. No, oh. no, thank you. Yes, Mm-mm. above the knee or it's not for me.
1: Mm-mm, I don't want anybody to see my lost tattoos. <laughs>
3: Do you mean they are about the TV show Lost or they are lost under your body Yeah, hair? so,
1: no, it's no, it's all from the J.J. Abrams Lost. I got the Smoke Monster, Walt Polar Bears, a bunch of stuff I didn't get dissolved.
5: Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LasertimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back
0: to our final segment where we will waste no time belaboring stupid jokes so that I can play this dumb sound effect. Something just made me feel a little bit more respectful of people's time this week. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I got the time gem, baby. I, I'll confess it. Um, so, a bunch of stuff came out between the recording of the last show and this one Katana Zero might be my favorite of the bunch actually it came out last Friday on Switch and PC and it is basically a 2D side scrolling game uh, where you are a samurai in a dystopian near future and it plays out almost exactly like Hotline Miami where uh, the, the whole conceit is that you can actually see the future and predict everything that's going to happen so as you're playing through each stage it is actually you mentally plotting out the best course of action and then when you successfully make it through your samurai is like okay now I can execute and so you get to see like a black and white replay shot on security cameras of what you actually did but uh, it, it has that, that Hotline mammy vibe where uh, one hit can kill you instantly, and then you instantly start over and have to clear the area, and I love it. It's super bloody. It's great. Uh, I, it is unfinished. Unfortunately, you get to the end, and it's got a to-be-continued ending, so I hope it uh, continues soon. But, yeah, did anybody else play it? No.
3: Well, I recommend No, it. But, but that's interesting to have a to-be-continued screen. I wonder if that's DLC or they're already planning a sequel. Yeah, Katana 1, maybe. will will see. Built it
0: does kind of end inconclusively
3: again. It's sort of like hotline Miami and that like this very
0: bloody action is like intercut by these segments that are just kind of unexplained where you, you meet with a psychiatrist and it has this great dialogue system where you can just interrupt people, uh, as they're talking and like, so there'll be like a red bar uh, with a timer and, uh, when people are talking that's in the red bar and you could you have the option to just interject with like the first thing that pops into your character's head or like if you're talking to a psychiatrist he's talking and you can just cut in with like just give me the damn drugs I'm just here for the drugs shut up <laughs> but but if you wait for them to, to stop talking then there'll be like additional dialogue options based on the things you just heard so it's, it's really neat and it allows for a lot of cool dramatic effect um uh, yeah and uh Cuphead came to Switch, if anybody
3: oh. played that. Uh, none of I Switch. intend to. I yeah, certainly maybe. intend to, yeah. but no, I have not yet.
0: I've actually heard people say they prefer the Switch version, which was a surprise. Um, it
2: seems like the kind of game that would be great to take on the go.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. And uh, Konami Anniversary Collection Arcade Classics, if anybody's into Gradius and Haunted
3: Castle and the various oddly named Gradius sequels. I played Haunted Castle uh Haunted Castle for the first time Ugh. 2 3 years ago. Uh-huh. I, it was at a barcade, uh-huh. And uh and, and I hated it. Yeah, yeah. I hated it too. Yeah. <laughs> I I heard that they they <laughs> added
0: and improved like unlimited continues and checkpoints which would be a huge help in playing that because it is <laughs> it is abominable. It's yeah, the worst game. My, my
1: buddy Melendez on on laser time, he's a big Castlevania fan and he's made it a point to get a speedrun record in haunted castle Oh,
0: good luck with that just,
1: it, it, it's constantly
3: painful you can do it really well speed
0: though. and haunted castle do not go together well <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah i yeah. love castlevania i think everybody yeah. loves castlevania mm-hmm. which was i was just like shy. i'd always heard about this game yeah no one told me it wasn't good <laughs> it, it's just one of those things that like
1: this doesn't even look better than the nes version
3: yeah out. yeah it, it's like
1: i i'm not terribly excited for um the games in this collection but like I love the idea of Konami opening up its old catalog and mm. so I'll probably pick this up during a sale. Uh, I'm not dying to play any of these again, but I oh I love I love these old arcade games coming yeah, back. Yeah, I'm I'm, very, I'm a yeah.
3: total sucker for sales of, of retro collections. But yeah. it yeah. almost all the time anything.
1: Yeah, I- and, and Konami traditionally I think only they only did this the last time they did this well was on the ds uh and I, I kept getting sucked back into the weirdest fucking game so I, can, I don't know i can't wait
0: i'm holding up for the castlevania Contra collections man kid dracula yeah,
3: absolutely yeah that's so crazy. bloodlines man it's all about bloodlines yeah yeah oh yeah that's gonna be awesome yeah. the nurses one yeah yes yes mm. i love that game mm. slightly disappointed
0: cool. no rebirth but uh maybe later who knows
1: i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen to rebirth collection that's weird man mm.
0: Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, PSVR got a couple of interesting releases. Uh, oh. Jupiter and Mars is actually created by the people that we some of us know. Uh, I think James Milky and Sam Kennedy uh, worked on it.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I I used to work at the official PlayStation magazine. I've worked very closely with, especially Sam and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Milky was on Electronic Gaming Monthly at the time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 love these guys. They're, they're both friends of mine. He, he and,
0: interviewed me when uh, I was trying to get a job at GMR.
3: Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was, uh, yeah, I believe, of, of GMR yeah, back yeah. in the day. Him and Tom Byron uh, were running it. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm super happy for them. Uh, and I, I haven't bought it yet. I will. Uh, but yeah, it's like a, a dolphin game yeah it yeah, looks
1: uh, like, it it's like it's it's like echo the dolphin meets tron <laughs> yeah
3: you're
0: playing as like a tron looking dolphin and her mate exploring the the ruins of post-human earth where like oh it's the statue of liberty she's underwater how sad
1: no no, no. i'm not gonna charlton heston this yeah. i don't care anymore
3: <laughs> too late um, yeah, actually, I saw uh, I saw Sam and Milky on uh, Victor Lucas's uh, show uh, last week promoting their game. Oh well. Wow. And they asked if like they had talked to Ed Enzziata, the guy who created Echo the Dolphin, and they said we tried to but it didn't work out or whatever. I, I know Ed. I worked with him when I was at Gazillion. Mm-hmm. So I I on Twitter I was I was like, hey uh, Ed, you should talk to these guys. And it sounds like they're actually going to do something now, like some kind of roundtable dolphin chat oh, kind of cool. so I'm looking forward to whatever that is
1: we've assembled the two creators of the only dolphin games I've ever <laughs> what is the, the sexiest games?
0: part of a dolphin I say it's the nose what do you say go
1: <laughs> uh, what is the porpoise of our games <laughs> Come <on>. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumbest dad joke I've
0: ever cackled at good lord Yeah,
1: yeah I'm <laughs> worst
0: yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, the other the other PSVR game that I thought looked really interesting is Ghost Giant, which I only know because of yeah. the trailer that I saw on the PlayStation Store, where it it's similar to Moss, where you are yeah. a big spectral creature who's interacting with tiny animal characters. But it looks like this really
1: it neat, looks like a buddy cop comedy.
0: Well, like a buddy cop comedy in like a really adorable twee papercraft world that's populated mm-hmm. by little animal people, and uh, it's like yeah, I, I could get into this.
1: Yeah, I thought it looked really neat. I mean, again, like if you don't know where I am at, dear listener, my my eyes my, my eyes and brain immediately gravitate towards something in VR before anything else. So I I I'm huh. I've been eyeballing this for like 2 weeks.
0: Never thought I'd I'd see the day.
1: I, I don't know, man, like that's 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 the new thing that gives me the the childlike wow factor, yeah. you know.
0: You're going to go full ready player one on us.
1: No, you're well, probably in VR here. right now. It could be worse. Yeah, after Sekiro, I cut my I cut my ties with uh, traditional gaming. <laughs> no more. Uh-huh. That's the way it's going. I'm not in. Oh, I, I, I don't hate that game that much. Oh, I love
2: that game so much. When done I well, a, VR can be just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, I'm in that same camp the, when I was at the Star Wars celebration here in Chicago a week and a half or so ago they gave us the opportunity to try out the first episode of Vader Immortal hmm. and uh, I mean a lightsaber in VR there's not much that can be better than that and I guess the, the, uh, the device that it's coming out on it's, I forget exactly, it's, it's from Oculus it doesn't require a PC and it was completely wireless so that was pretty astonishing too. I had never encountered a VR medium quite like that before.
3: That's the Oculus Go, I believe.
2: Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's what it was. But it was a pretty impressive demo too. And, and Chris, was this
3: the same Star Wars celebration where they announced a game called Star Wars Pinball for Nintendo Switch? Why is from Zen Studios? God, you're good. And- <laughs> I even <laughs> tell me more. By, I walked by the the
2: booth, which was beautifully laid out, and all of the people at the booth were very wonderful to talk with. And and the game itself was just Mwah! wonderful,
3: yeah. as well. It should be, you know. It's the the first time uh, we're releasing Star Wars pinball uh, at retail. Sorry about oh, wow. that the commercial there. It's just that okay. setup was too nice. Oh, I did oh really? Not know that, Chris? <laughs> I did not yes. know that. And it's actually the first uh, Star Wars game on on Switch. Oh, really? right. My my brain
1: is trying to wrap its head around Star Wars er, pinball and retail right now. Because <laughs> 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 one, when I think of retail, like if you go into like a Walmart, half of the game section now are, are those one up mini arcade units, uh-huh. and mm, it yeah. looks like they're selling. And then and then VR Star Wars, like I just it just made me think: Have you walked by a Best Buy and you see like a glass case with like a lightsaber
3: and Oh, yeah. Yeah,
5: what the fuck is that? <laughs> I
3: don't... <laughs> I have that. I actually bought it when Toys R Us was going. It's uh, it's, uh, it's AR. It's an oh, AR okay. thing, and you put on these glasses that are kind of heavy and, and not very comfortable. And, uh, you know, I haven't fully delved into it yet. I, I just kind of turned it on, and it looked kind of neat. And then I got distracted by other stuff, and I haven't gotten back to it yet because it's kind of its own thing you have to do, you know? Where you it's can like, just
1: like see Yoda in an Arby's and just start going to town. With him.
3: <laughs> it has Hollow chess. You can play. It's the only place you can play Hollow Chest. Oh, wow. It shouldn't the, be the,
1: exciting, the... but it
3: is. <laughs> it did look like a decent reproduction of the
2: Skywalker saber hilt. I will oh, say that's that. that's cool. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, let's get to the uh, the game that I think a lot of people are eager to hear us talk about, which is, of course, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, mm-hmm. Has anyone else played this yet? Um, no. All right. No. Well, I've played it. I played it on Xbox One and on Switch. Uh, AMA. Um, I, I really enjoy this so far. Uh, obviously, again, as we mentioned much earlier in the show, the modern Mortal Kombat games are kind of doing this thing where they are—you're playing through a very long cutscene with action sequences interspersed along the way. This is like uh, really high-quality CG about these awesome characters. And this one introduces a new main villain named Kronika, who's like, I'm going to erase Raiden from the timeline, and this is going to cause a bunch of anomalies that cause, like, 90s versions of all the characters to come in and be alarmed that they're in the future, but adapt really quickly. And so it's, it's sort of its own weird mashup thing. Um, but... Uh, yeah, on Switch it, it looks and performs amazingly well. Uh, I would—that's what you played it on. I played it on both uh, Xbox wow. One and Switch, uh, but the Switch version—it uh, has some some weird visual artifacting that you won't find on the bigger yeah. versions. Uh, it's missing a couple levels of detail. It's a little bit slower loading, and if you're playing it handheld, like the text is really tiny, so it, it, you you kind of need to squint a little bit. Which like used
1: me. to be what we called Mortal Kombat Story Mode. Ah, yes. <laughs> just text.
0: <laughs> yeah, just text. Just squinted the screen. All right. Um,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was trying to say that earlier. Mortal Kombat is the king of single player fighting games. Man, mm-hmm. I love that shit.
0: Yeah, they've completely redefined how single player should be approached
2: in a fighting game, and it's great. I, I want to ask you more about it, just because Please. Mortal Kombat is is my fighting game, mm-hmm. basically. Like, that's the one that I can actually play competently, unlike any of the Capcom fighting games. I, I suck balls at Street Fighter. Uh, I'm only passable maybe at Smash Bros, if you can even kind of lump it in the same genre. Kind of,
1: maybe it to be there.
2: It's but, a platform but, yeah, fighter. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was assigned at, at a, a site that I worked at back in 2015. I was assigned to review Mortal Kombat X. And the thing that I found disconcerting about it was just the uh, the reliance on MTX, MTX? and uh, yeah microtransactions. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it just seems like I guess the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for me with Nether Realm well, well, they had the Injustice mobile game, and then they turned out yeah, a I really you mean bad the arcade game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, yeah, I mean that's 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 a really incredible. Good, it, I mean that's that's effective. And I, you know, I guess you could argue that yeah, it lends itself to it because instead of just sucking your quarters in an arcade setting, this is how that has evolved. And I, I understand that, but I mean the the Arkham Origins mobile game was just not very good, and it seems like they've adapted that model into their console games and. Mortal Kombat X introduced – I guess I just had a philosophical problem with easy fatalities uh, where you only had to hit – like they charged 99 cents to get five of these and you only had Mm. to hit two buttons as opposed to getting a full combination of them. Mm -hmm. And the things that – some of the things that I've heard about 11, uh, it's that microtransactions have been inflated – in it, but does it interfere much with the process of actually playing through? I mean, the single player.
0: I, I haven't felt like it's hampered the experience from what I've played. I have seen a lot of complaints about it, and that it it requires a lot of grinding to unlock uh, all the skins and everything. I saw one fan on Reddit estimating, and it's like, okay, so you can earn like without any grinding you can earn like four skins per character by going through the story mode and completing the tutorials and the various uh arcade ladders uh but there are 60 skins per character um a lot of which are palette swaps and this fan estimated that it would cost about six thousand four hundred and forty dollars to buy all the skins not counting all the other stuff uh if you were to just purely buy them all through microtransactions um, which i, I haven't I haven't done the math to verify that so I, I won't sure. stand by that statement but uh, it is someone else's but um, it, it it didn't feel that invasive I think if you are interested in unlocking everything it's it's kind of a tough road to climb mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it it's good that these are cosmetic items so you know it's it's something that a lot of games now will, will have a lot of them and it's like well it it's not detracting from gameplay, it's not hampering your progress if you don't have these things, so it's, it's just kind of a nice bonus, and if you want to pay for it, you can. That's kind of what has been my approach. I do know that they are. They have announced that they're patching the game to address the grinding and difficulty. Um, what that, how, how exactly that's going to play out, I don't know yet. Um, well, sure.
1: as a counterpoint as a huge fan of microtransactions uh-huh. I like I don't have a response to this so <laughs> <I'll>, uh, like,
2: <laughs> it, does, does Eleven have the crypt like Ten did yes it does you, you could, uh, okay. but it's it's yeah, not I like, like
0: Ten it's, it's Shang Tsung's Island you can just explore it as this unnamed ninja character who's occasionally guided by uh, Shang Tsung voiced by Keri Hiroyuki Tagawa. Tagawa oh, cool. and you're you're walking through and you're Like, I'm going to open some chests now, and oh, I got some coins, I got some uh, hearts, which you normally get by performing fatalities. There's like three currencies for for the microtransactions in the game, by the way. And then you're like wandering through, you find like Shao Kahn's hammer, and you can use it to smash walls and open new areas for exploration. Uh, This was where I had trouble with the game, which was... uh, for even if you're playing single player, it is wholly dependent on an online connection, and if that gets disrupted, you will get booted out. This happened to me first in the crypt, and then in a in an arcade ladder. So hopefully that stability improves soon. Um, yeah. And and I didn't run into that problem at all on Switch. So,
2: hmm. interesting. Yeah. Well, if if someone could only pick either the 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 fully featured, you know. Uh, high-end console graphics mm-hmm. experience versus the ability to take it on the go. Like, if you had to pick between one or the other, which one would you Well,
0: if I have to pick it's going to be the console every time, but really, I mean, different people are going to have different priorities. If sure. having the best-looking version uh, is what's important get the console version, if uh, having a portable version that you can and, and if you have friends who also have it on Switch and you can just sit down and play against them, you know, that that's cool. Uh, do that.
1: I know I personally like to subject children to whatever I'm playing on an airplane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just angle the screen toward them so they can see like, oh man
2: his head split in half.
1: Yeah, you wanna see oh. a face come out of somebody's ass? Yeah. <laughs> Do I
3: Sorry that didn't happen in Endgame, spoilers <laughs>
2: Ooh, mommy, look, that guy's got a switch. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> the- oh, bringing God. back
3: memories of me playing the God of War PSP game and getting to the uh, the women, you know, seducing the women section. Ah, oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Yes. nice,
1: Honey, put the game down and have Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> but I'm at
0: the women section! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gotta hit buttons to pleasure
2: prostitutes in ancient Greece! <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Who who wants to eat dinner with their family? You just have sex with ladies in a video game. Yeah, yeah,
1: but the game your mom calls you Baker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but yes, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is is really fun. I'm, I'm
1: crazy. Cause I'm I'm a little strapped for cash, so I don't think I'll spring immediately. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. But uh, what well, do you think?
0: It's it's interesting like the you know you remember the X-ray moves in previous games where you like hit L L1 and LR and you, or L1 and L2
1: no it's been incorporated into a lot of memes. Yeah.
0: That's true, but they they're sort of here but uh, the way that it works is you will get uh, once you're down to minimal health it activates this thing where you can activate a fatal blow and it's like a desperation move where you will do a bunch of damage to your opponent. And uh, that's kind of what replaces those X-Ray moves. And it feels oddly... Like, there's a weird feeling of disconnect between the action and this move that you're doing. It's like you just triggered a cutscene. And the thing that makes it feel like it's in-engine is that any customizations you've done to the character will be reflected in those scenes. But it is is a little weird. It's like there's a, a slight scene. But no, it's 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 really cool. Everything's
1: really cool. As a non-competitive fighting game player, I'm always excited yeah. for whatever Netherrealm does. mean I really like their shit.
0: And if you don't want to mess with fatalities, but you still want to kill your opponent, if you end a match with an uppercut, you will usually punch their head and spine clean off their body. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's a brutality. Awesome. They also introduce uh, reintroduce mercy moves. Uh, I'm not sure what they're for exactly other than like I think they grant your opponent a sliver of health and they can try to beat you or you can kill them. Really? Yeah, maybe. It's
1: it's almost like a fucking weird taunt in a way. Yeah, kind of. There's also taunts.
0: I mean
2: why not just bring back friendship? Yeah. Friendship. That'd be great.
0: They also have like uh, they do the injustice thing where they put a bunch of things in the environment you can interact with like oh there's a chainsaw on the ground I'll just use this and get a free hit in. And and it really is amazing to me. It's like, so we've established that these characters can uh, get up and keep fighting after being impaled through their eyes and out <laughs> the back of their head. Like, they can basically withstand anything up until the point that they have been beaten, at which point their bodies are like paper dolls that can be easily shredded.
1: And, and the coolest thing about modern Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. it is one of the only places our favorite horror icons get to come and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it tends to be supported with DLC for like upwards of like two years. Yeah, I, I, they haven't announced any characters yet, have they? Um, just Mortal Kombat ones, I think Shang Tsung and. But like, holy shit! I w- I went back and looked at it while looking at this game, like, fucking Leatherface, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger, Xenomorph, a Predator, all things that deserve their own games and will never get one. Yep. Jason, Jason Voorhees, yeah, Jason Voorhees.
3: Who? He actually got a game, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: um, but yeah, like I can't wait to fucking see how they top themselves here.
3: Mm, yeah,
1: I am. So everyone's speculating, um, pinhead, uh, Joker, but like possibly that Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Ooh,
0: that could be interesting.
1: I mean, that movie looks weird, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> is yeah. Um,
2: it seems like Nether Realm would be really well suited to like a horror icon specific fighting game. I would yeah. love to mm-hmm. see something like yeah. that. I bet it's going to be icon.
3: Annabelle.
1: Ugh. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. How about the tall man <laughs> from Phantasm?
3: I want uh, the monster just... squad like all the all the squad is is grown up and they got to oh. take on all the, you know, all the universal bad mm-hmm. guys again. <laughs> just... That's
1: great and every move is a nard move.
3: Yes, <laughs> pick him in the nards. Well, I'm also
2: weirded out because I'm sure you guys probably follow Ed Boon on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Because he's got the Mortal Kombat 11 logo, and on one side of it is Scorpion, and on the other side of it is Batman. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time seeing that actually happening. I think Ed Boon just likes Batman. I mean, it's already happened
0: once DC yeah, versus
2: Mortal Kombat. True.
1: And, and yeah. the Batman company owns Mortal Kombat. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. I just don't think it, it, it can't be that exciting. It has to be a different kind of Batman.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah maybe, like, just
0: specifically the Dark Knight Batman.
2: Maybe. I saw. I saw someone speculate that it would be cool if it was the Batman who laughs, which is like a horror inspired character that has his own series right now and is terrifying. Hmm. And that might be kind of fun.
5: Was
1: that Frank Miller who wrote All Star Batman? Where he told, yeah, he he told said, Robin his Batman R word?
2: Maybe that. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> well, he also told him to keep, like, you're hungry. There's plenty of rats in the Batcave. Yeah, and it's just like, come on, man. That that series, Frank, get a girlfriend. It still has <laughs> <laughs> that series has still never been finished. By the way, I wonder why. Hmm. Can't yeah. imagine. I wonder. <laughs> but but like I,
1: that's where I would love to nerdily speculate what's coming to MK11. It's so strange with all these Disney Fox mergers. I don't think you can see Predator and Alien in hmm. these games and again. Yeah, uh, they're now true. Disney characters. And they'll eventually do something with them. <laughs> Marvel games. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the DLC, that's that's why I'm one of the... I think that's probably when I'll bite the bullet and get it, whenever the DLC is announced. Which is <laughs> something I've never said in my life.
2: <laughs> I'll wait till the DLC. I'll wait till the yeah, DLC. I don't know if I've ever heard that before, come to think of
1: it. I know, I had to ask when I was working on publishing side. Like, why do you guys do that? And like... There are certain people who want to know the game's going to be supported, so we announce DLC before the game's out. Mm-hmm. It pisses everybody who reads about games off, but it's like anybody who is checking boxes and can only get like one game every three months, they want to know there's more shit coming.
0: Also, if you're pre-ordering and there's that season pass, it's like you, you do want to know what you're getting for your 40 or $50. Right.
1: And there is a season pass for this. Yes, I there guess, is. Right? And,
0: and I, I actually held off. It's like, eh, I'll see when they, they reveal all the characters and see how bad I want it.
2: Yeah, because Mortal Kombat X ended up having two combat packs. That's right. I believe. Yeah. Well,
1: that's right. XL wasn't a proper sequel. It's just a jumbo version of... Yeah, it's the, the game, game of the year edition. Yeah
0: yeah. yeah. yeah, so a bunch of other stuff came out this week or, or will have come out this week by the time you hear this. Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is on Switch and uh, everybody seems very excited about it. It's a really good game.
1: <laughs> I mean, it became a really good game with Dark Arisen and... <laughs> okay. um, by by that time, it was probably too late to become a franchise, but it's it's totally dope. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great bucks. that it's coming to Switch.
0: Yeah. And uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, started its second DLC story arc, uh, The Fate of Atlantis, with uh, its first episode, Fields of Elysium, which adds a whole new area set in the Greek afterlife, in the titular Fields of Elysium, where you just suddenly find yourself in this Realm where Persephone uh, wants you gone because you're an alive person in the realm of the dead. It, there's like a lot of first civilization stuff. You interact with a lot of members of the first civilization or a few of them. Um, you join a rebellion led by Adonis, like the the figure from myth, and uh, it's 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 really fun. Adds a ton of new content, and uh, it's it's a pretty meaty DLC. And then SteamWorld Quest: Hand of Gilgamesh, which is a uh SteamWorld RPG with collectible card mechanics and Box Boy and Box Girl coming to Switch and uh, Days Gone coming to PS4. And we'll talk about those next week, probably.
3: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of anything Sam Witwer does. He's a, he's the lead in Days Gone. So oh, nice. Curious about that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the open-world zombie biker game. Yeah, they were right next to us at, at PAX and uh, it looked, looked really cool. Yeah,
0: nice. Well, I'm excited yeah. for it.
3: Um... But
0: uh, not as excited as I am for.
4: News. Uh,
0: Fortnite might be having another Avengers crossover soon.
1: I would hope so, just because like their, their event around Infinity war. We could get the Infinity Gauntlet and play as Thanos, it's like, it was so limited. It was, was it like less than two weeks? Yeah, it was
3: super short. It was, I think it was less than one week. Yeah, yeah, it was like super short. Uh, it wasn't short. very long. Yeah. In my
1: opinion, that's how all fucking uh, live games should operate, ideally, but I know that's not easy, and I think there was an article this C. week about how hard Fortnite workers have to work. Yeah. But like, uh, that is how it should operate, especially a game on this this tier, and I just like, this should come back at least once Oh,
0: Isaac C. Singleton voiced Thanos in that as well. Um, mm. What they what they did tease was a one of their characters holding Captain America's shield. And by the time this is out, uh, it will have been detailed in full. So we're we're a little behind the news cycle here, but uh, or ahead of it.
1: Yeah, I you're guess. behind everything. This should have been out like the other day. Like they've been promoting <laughs> Avengers Endgame for like three weeks.
0: That's true. No, I, I guess maybe they wanted to they want to coincide with the the movie.
1: So I, I, I think you should talk to Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel and wherever the fuck else those people have shown up in like the last I don't know like it, it, the lead up that I think the, the the marketing steam was in the lead up. Hmm. Why do I want to play as dead people? Again, I don't we know seen the movie yet.
3: <laughs> Actually uh I, I just looked at Twitter and Bill Roseman the head of Marvel Games uh 3 hours ago the time we're recording this on uh on Wednesday night he said tomorrow true believers and it has three images it has the the shield image you described mm-hmm. as a a Thor's hammer and it uh what is that oh those are Iron Man gauntlets some oh, sort. so okay. I guess it's good. it looks like it's going to be like uh equipment uh like items like uh, iconic items that you can equip your fortnite character with but is my f-
0: avatar really really worthy of lifting Mjolnir? i mean <laughs> i did willingly parachute it, on an island i think it might be stormbreaker
3: people. i don't know if the rules are different for Stormbreaker. yeah
1: you have a 12 to 1 ratio and you do the carlton dance of course you're worthy
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i all this all this by the way might make me play fortnite yeah
0: oh. <laughs>
4: Yeah, guy, I, played, for... I played it
1: early, I just, like, I, I don't have time to invest in that game. Yeah,
0: well, it's it's the the combination of the shooting and the building and the oh, extremely it's, I dedicated I fan base. That
1: I, I was telling my, I don't know if I said that story somewhere else, I was telling my younger cousin, who's, like, 18, that, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we were given a copy of Fortnite early. What? And, like, no, you should see it, there was no Battle Royale element at all. Yeah, just, it
0: was just the save the world
1: mode, right? And it was it was a difficult game to wrap your head around. And when I watch, I, I still watch people in highlights from the game. I'm like, I, dude, I could, it, it's the first time in a game. Like I could never really do that. I can't, I don't know how you build and shoot at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it but again, I'm playing on console. Maybe the PC players have the advantage.
0: I mean, maybe if I'd spent all my formative years playing Minecraft, I'd have a better better edge. But,
1: uh... Yeah, but you are never shooting in Minecraft. You're just building. Like The idea That's that people true. building scaffolds if... to nowhere. So but I think
0: can... these to these kids, the building is second
1: nature. So the yeah, shooting totally. is
0: just an additional thing on top of that. It's,
1: it's why I love the game without playing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Nah,
1: because I, it's, too, it's too difficult for my stupid old brain to wrap my head around.
0: Well, maybe City of Heroes would be more your speed. You remember City of Heroes?
1: I do. I loved it, Corey. This is crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so City of Heroes was the superhero-themed MMO for a long-ass time. Until about six years ago when NCSoft shut it down. But it was revealed this week that uh, fans have been running a secret server for a while now. And it was because some player blew the lid off it by posting a video... That oh, man, you're not cool. supposed to be able to post, and uh, and it was so, so
1: secret that you, you had to sign an NDA to like play on the server.
0: Oh, really? Wow.
1: Yeah. Apparently. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know how that would hold up because the whole reason they it were keeping there. it secret was because they didn't want NCSoft to come after
1: them. Because and- it's like me signing an NDA with my drug dealer. Yeah. No, exactly. Don't, don't tell it- anyone.
0: <laughs> Predictably. There was a, a brief panic. The mods took it down, saying that they'd received legal threats. And then some other people came out and said, like, no, we haven't received any legal threats. We're going to have it back up and running. But as as of uh, this recording, there wasn't uh, a new statement about that.
1: I've never seen anything conducted this well. It's something every yeah. MMO community wishes somebody would do. And, and I think there are, like, thousands of people in the server. Like, did I hear 2,000? Or at least... Maybe... I mean, wow. like registered. That's users. a lot of. Again, that will that'll, that'll sink a publisher in ideas. terms of revenue. <laughs> yeah. uh, two thousand yeah. registered players, but like, yeah, up to two thousand people secretly playing this game for years
0: mm-hmm. from the world. And uh, and uh, yeah, when when the cat was out of the bag, they reacted by uh, publicly releasing their uh, server code so that anybody can run it. But you know, it's it's a little bit impenetrable. But uh, apparently, another fan group is. Uh, says that it's in talks with NCSoft about possibly setting up its own community server.
1: NCSoft has a really shitty card they could play here, and I hope they don't. But I I don't know. Baker might know more about this than me, because he worked more on the game side. Something about that code, even though the game is long defunct, is still under copyright and protected by law and can't be used willy-nilly. I don't know what they had to lose by a lot of companies that games go bust like this they just release the code to anyone but like the only time i've looked into this more was with disney's toontown online there are a bunch of maniacs who resurrected this very early disney
3: mmo and still play it um, yeah i know there's uh there's star wars galaxy yeah. still going on too i don't know uh i don't think that's a secret i, I think if you really are interested oh, okay. in it, yeah. i know yeah. that you actually to buy star wars galaxies on ebay it's pretty expensive oh, i can believe it. like to get the discs mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You still have to have uh, that
1: disc in order to play,
3: right? I guess. I don't don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, I I just just know that's a thing. And, yeah, you know, I I would think that NCSoft would just kind of not care. But maybe they do, you know, if if they perhaps had plans for it in the long run uh, or... You know, maybe there's a chance they'll have plans to, to do mean, something with that. Never never, if yeah. they
1: did, that brand has never been more visible. I haven't thought about City of Heroes in ten years, yeah. let alone when the server closed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so even like- when they
0: released City of Villains, I think I, I played it a bunch when it first came out, and I remember mm-hmm. like they. It was the only MMO that I subscribed to, and I didn't subscribe to many. I think the other one was Final Fantasy 11 which I hated. DC uh, Universe
1: Online.
0: <laughs> I never really played. that. I did that Me one too. Nice, nice. But uh, City of Heroes actually published a comic book that it sent to subscribers, like detailing the adventures of like this group of random heroes who would interact with like the established characters in the game. And I thought that was a really cool touch. It's like here you can read this comic book to get invested in our universe, and then come play in our universe. And I, I was like. I created a bunch of characters like uh, Zombie Reagan and uh, <laughs> El Bolígrafo Rojo, which was a uh, Mexican wrestler slash copy editor. And <laughs> it was,
1: yeah, it my, was, my favorite Michael creation: straight Ricky Martin. Really, <laughs> he owns. But his, man.
0: his superpower is is denying who he really is with Barbara. Live in La Vida Normal. That's yeah.
1: that's what I'm doing. But but yeah, yeah like this is this is like all up in the news. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It reminds me of, like, uh, that horrible movie The Village. A bunch of people saw all their games out there, and were just like, we're going to retract in this universe of this old thing and Uh not explore what you're talking about. We want to live here, in this world, and preserve it, and no one is allowed, and no one must leave or speak of it. And, I don't know, like, I I love... I love this shit. I can't stop reading about this. <laughs>
0: That's a fascinating <laughs> way to look at.
1: And <laughs> I, I can't stop hating the guy who like released these details. To everyone like this is. I, I really thought I heard two thousand people. It seems like it should be less, but um, mm. yeah, yeah. I read everything I could on on this. This is this was so fun to me because I always thought like um, you know, I've, I've, most of my MMO friends are pretty nomadic
2: mm-hmm. and
1: also pretty frighteningly viking-ish of like uh mmo mmo dark age of camelot is gonna beat wow yam, 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 yam. they eat it and they throw it away and like how do you just throw away a universe you spend two years in mm-hmm. yeah. like uh i understand a lot of people can't go back to that. Mm-hmm. uh and,
3: and, yeah that's the worst thing about mmos yeah. they just disappear and you know it's a thing that people spent multiple thousands of dollars on in many cases mm-hmm. and it's just just gone right you can't I,
0: scream, I, "You stole my motherfucking cloud song!" If the cloud song is gone forever, because the company pulled it off. I don't. I
1: I, I almost get that.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't even. Is that, is that like an EverQuest thing or a WoW thing? I just remember like the there was a "You're the man now, dog" thing that was like, "You stole my fucking cloud song!" Ah.
1: I it's it's Leroy Jenkins or nothing, man. That's sure. All I yeah, so, that's
3: about all I know yeah. for the.
1: I did find out, like living living in Tallahassee, I was like uh, my friends, what are you what are you guys playing tonight? And I'm like, oh, we're all playing WoW. I'm like, people still play WoW. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, it's awesome. It's always been <laughs> like people never left WoW. People still live in fucking WoW. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, there's probably a much smaller fraction like that for almost every MMO that's ever existed. And this is, I remember we covered this uh, working at Games Trader. This is one of the more interesting takes on that genre, anyway modern day settings, superhero characters heroes? yeah absolutely um, but yeah city city of heroes some i love that somebody made it happen illegally mhm <laughs> But no longer. Well, maybe maybe there'll
0: be a happy ending. Who knows? We know that there'll probably be a happy ending with Persona Five The Royal, which is uh, has been announced and coming out to the in the U.S. in 2020. An upgraded version of Persona Five, better graphics, more areas added to the city to explore, new social links to pursue, new activities to do with friends, a school counselor confidant, and a new party member, which probably means a whole new story arc added. And new music, and it looks great. Yeah, really I never cool. thought
1: there wasn't enough to explore in Persona <laughs> 5, it's just like you can't do any of it for 60 hours.
0: Yeah, I, I do kind of hope that it's like, is, is there going to be like a new game plus option for people who already finished it uh, the, the first time around? Because... The question
1: you should be asking is, what platform is it coming on? Is it coming on, is it going to hit the Switch? because uh, hmm. now Switch owners know who Joker is.
0: I think it's just going to be PS4 right now, but uh, maybe. Ah, maybe it'll I'm come just out the saying uh, yeah.
1: that would make Joker the only thing in Smash that isn't actually on the Switch.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Like Cloud is in uh, Final Fantasy 7 is playable on Switch. Other no? than that so. fucking Rabbit PNG,
1: which I still <laughs> want you to confirm, that's that we're all going to be disappointed by a rabbit announcement as a DLC character. They,
0: they wouldn't tell me about it even if that was in the cards. I
1: know, but it is a Rabbit and or, uh, Order of Light or what is it? Is it Order of Light? Realm of Light? Realm something. of Light. Yeah, we're Whatever. getting this right. wrong because we haven't played it in months. Yes. Uh. <laughs> but I, mean, I bought that. I better go download Joker cuz he did yeah. look really cool.
0: Well, you know it is coming to Switch. Whoa. Super Mario Maker Two, that's and it's cool. coming on June twenty eighth. It's right around the fucking corner.
1: That's that's pretty cool. I hope. I don't know, man. Like someone else helped me out here. Like the the Wii U was really focused on being a bad iPad, but an iPad. <laughs> uh, it was it, it with a stylus and everything, and like mm-hmm. I've never ever used the Switch like that ever.
0: I mean, um, I, I use it that way when I and want to put in my password for the store, but it doesn't yeah, have a I, lot of touchscreen functionality compared to, like, the Wii U.
1: Yeah, I'm not even sure. Like, I think it has to have the functionality to be able to do stuff in a Mario Maker game. And obviously, Nintendo would um, optimize that UI. I'm guessing bigger boxes and menus if that was yeah, possible. Sure. But that's, that's why it was possible. That's why Mario Maker was awesome was because this amazing terrible controller.
0: It's
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> glorified leapfrog.
0: Well, now you can just do it directly on the, the handheld screen.
3: Do we know if the stuff created for the, the Wii U version uh, will be there? I, like, are they compatible?
0: I, I haven't I, heard that. They might have made an announcement to that effect by the time this goes live. Yeah.
1: That sounds very un-Nintendo to me. Hmm. Eh, I, I hope they are, though. Migrate? What? What's my? Leave it alone. Box. Game. Disc. <laughs>
0: No cartridge now. No more cartridge, disc.
1: Yes. we're yes. back to cart. We did it.
0: Yes, <laughs> they, they find they, the industry finally caught up with them. But yeah, they they're adding a bunch of new stuff that was shown off in a trailer. Uh, there's like they added uh, in addition to like the new Super Mario Brothers or classic Super Mario Brothers graphics. There's like uh, Super Mario 3D World style graphics. You can play as Cat Mario. But it's still in 2D. There's no 3D level design, as far as I know. Um, and that is
1: the, the, the biggest acknowledgement towards one of the best Mario games. I just assumed Nintendo was going to let fall through the cracks. 3D World's great. Play yeah. it. It is. It 3D is yeah,
0: absolutely. And the trailer is is really cool because you know it has Mario going through the Super Mario World style level, and there's like a bunch of spinies on a little jagged hill, and you try to jump over them, and no, Mario dies, so then it like goes into the building interface and you replace this this uh stepped hill with like just a straight incline, and uh you can just slide down it and bump off all the spinies and then do it again and like bump off a ton of huge enemies and like I, yeah, okay, know, you have my attention
1: it it's one of those things it's like um. I don't know. Remember, like the Sonic Generations trailer, where they're like, "Look, we got both Sonics. One has green eyes, and one has a pot belly. They're all they're both different. We're yeah. pleasing everybody. One is I fat even, and wheezes a lot. I, I didn't even notice in Mario Maker that Mario couldn't do his butt slide. Uh, yeah, and I think that's what they were showing off. Yes. Like, yes. Um, they included that stupid spin spin move. So mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't sure if he had the butt
0: slide or not. I didn't play enough Mario Maker.
1: It was like this about. giant thing on a national stage. Like we did butt slides. Like oh, uh, uh, what mm-hmm. were those missing? Think about
0: Mario's ass now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that we have detailed imagery of his mustache, think about yes. the hair in his ass, uh, or don't. Uh, too
0: late now. Think about the hills instead. The beautiful green hills. <laughs> So, yeah, that's exciting. Also, speaking of Switch, new Star Fox missions are coming to Starlink on April 30th from Ubisoft. Again, I am a Ubisoft employee, full disclosure. But, yeah, April 30th is going to be a very big day for Starlink because not only are these these new missions, which are 12 bucks for which you get uh, new missions and the use of Peppy, Slippy, and Falco as pilots... But uh, there's a bunch of free content as well. There is uh, the Crimson Moon. It's an update coming to all three versions. It adds a new little planetoid you can visit that's ruled over by Outlaws. It's got a racetrack and adds leaderboards, new faction missions, new challenges, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, It's also coming to PC the same day. And the PC version supports uh, digital play or physical play, even though they've stopped producing the toys. But if you have the... um, the little controller yoke for PS4 or Xbox One and some of the toys, you can you can play with that. And uh, there will be a bunch of new digital content coming to it as well. Three new ships, five new pilots, including Startail, which was previously released as an EU-only
1: exclusive. They get everything.
0: Yeah, and uh, 11 weapons. Mm. So a bunch of new stuff if you're a fan of Starlink.
1: Or Star yeah. Fox, because remember forget, you get a game yeah. every like fourteen years, so it's this or nothing. Yeah, and, it, and everybody loves it. I, I
0: love the Star Fox missions so much. They're they're really good, just originally, and uh, so more of them where you're hunting down Star Wolf. Yes, please, more of that. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Not just because I'm a Ubisoft employee. Let's see what else. PUBG, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds made nine hundred and twenty million dollars. In 2018, How? by selling games,
1: I guess oh, it's, right. It's not a free game. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess. I guess uh, more than half of its sales came from Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, three hundred and eleven million dollars of that was pure profit. Wow. Yeah. Um,
1: and just not remember, uh, the government should investigate three eleven.
0: <laughs> well, various governments <laughs> are apparently investigating PUBG because it was recently banned in Nepal. But then the Nepalese Supreme Court overturned that recently, say, saying that the government had not shown proper grounds to curtail free expression. I think the, the case that the government gave was uh, it's like, well, it's distracting kids from schoolwork and other duties, and uh, we, we think it's uh, inspiring people to commit violent acts, but it's like, well, do you actually have any... Evidence of violent acts? No. If it weren't for PUBG, kids would love schoolwork. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it,
4: it, it's, it
1: feels very Star Trek to watch all these countries like kind of grow up.
4: Hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not judging. I will not interfere with the prime directives. You yeah. go ahead and you ban <laughs> PUBG for distracting from schoolwork. Uh, uh, God forbid they become teenagers. Then yeah, you can see how how dare children
0: schoolwork. be entertained? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Once they turn 13, uh, fucking genitals and cigarettes, that's what will distract from schoolwork. See if you ban those. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it, there have been successful bans of PUBG. It's been banned apparently in four different cities in India. And uh, PUBG and Fortnite were banned by the Iraqi parliament of all governing bodies. Um,
1: Great funk ban.
0: Uh, saying, that due to the negative effects caused by some electronic games on the health, culture, and security of Iraqi society, including societal and moral threats... To children and youth I, I mean, wish I,
1: I had more time to look into this because do they do this with a ton of games or is this political given its background in America and China
0: um I'm not really sure but i I don't know like uh, yeah I'm asking with, the question with, to the ether. With Iraq. yeah with Iraq though it's just like on the one hand I'm thinking like don't you have more pressing problems to deal with yeah. on the other hand it's like yeah, do whatever you can to curtail violence. I imagine living in your country is probably a nightmare.
4: Yes.
3: and there are there like government hearings where they're debating PUBG and Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. It's like... I can't imagine. Uh, but I do. Know... Yeah, what does that even look like? I do know different... it doesn't. Are they heated?
1: It doesn't run very well on in infidel PCs, so I don't. I don't know how they're
0: Oh man. Um...
1: We're going to get letters.
0: <laughs> well, next up is the community segment, which, as always, is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what's a classic Capcom arcade game you'd like to see added to the Capcom home arcade? I'm actually going to change my answer and say Power Stone, because that has never gotten a good home release after the Dreamcast. The PSP version does not count. Is that an arcade game? It, it I think so.
1: Okay. That I, I, I just never saw it. Hmm.
0: I mean, I imagine most of the Capcom games that came to Dreamcast were in arcades at some point. but uh, Not Cade and Spike. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the the, the first game with, where with you can power. play is as Cammy and Charlie and Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts.
1: Baker, do you have do you have a Capcom arcade game you really love that you have like to see Uh, yeah,
3: I was I was trying to figure out like what's the the, the top of my list. Yeah, um, if you could there, play it on
0: a... a giant Capcom like Capcom logo shaped <laughs> joystick.
3: <laughs> Seeing as how there are, are two uh, joysticks there, I think uh, that the perfect answer for me is the Punisher. Oh, nice! Oh. Uh, is that Capcom? Which yeah, is... I guess it was. Yeah, yeah, Capcom game. Uh, you can play it, uh, the only other way to play it at home is through your Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. which is a, a much inferior version that's actually censored to a certain oh, degree. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, they, there's uh, there's actually a very graphic uh, at the very beginning of, of the game. It shows Frank's family getting killed. What? And there's, like, dead kids on the ground. What? Yeah, yeah, it, it's... It's pretty brutal, Um, and I imagine if it were re-released today, that part would probably be censored as well. Uh, But it's still a a fun just beat-em-up, even though it's mostly about punching, which is, you know, Punisher punches, I guess, but he's going to go in there with guns most of the time. There there are (laughs) guns, too. Uh, Yeah, and and actually, the, the thing that's really interesting to me about this game is that it also... It's very much inspired by the the actual Punisher origin story in the comics. So it's it's not a super faithful adaptation, but it's definitely I would say even even more uh, faithful adaptation than uh, like uh, you know in Infinity Gauntlet was to Marvel superheroes. Hmm. So uh, there's a character that yeah, should attack
0: Thanos is the Punisher, you know. <laughs> a guy with no superpowers and a bunch of guns.
3: Right, right. Um, yeah, I actually uh, I, I did uh, I you know just I, I did a, a video. Uh, it was connected to Spider Man's DLC for, for Spider Man PS4 that kind of goes into what this game was about and how it connects to uh, the the actual origin in the comics if that's of interest to you. Mm. But yeah, the, the Punisher would definitely be uh, my choice. I think. Nice. Oh, also, your Nick Fury also like like old. Oh Nick yeah, Fury. he's he's player 2. And the, but the the fun thing is is like you can play the entire game as just Nick Fury mm-hmm. and it's a very Punisher story that you know Nick Fury is like a super spy guy yeah. he's not going to go like on the streets like taking out thugs and getting revenge for the death of Frank's family without Frank there uh, and, and if you beat the game like uh, it, it like if you beat it as the Punisher it's like uh, you know evil knows that the Punisher is waiting or whatever uh, and, and they just like Cut and paste fury in there, so it's like evil knows the fury is the waiting. Fury. Yeah, it's, it's like if you copy it's pretty quite- like
1: like Hulk into a Spider-Man game. Like I love you, Uncle Ben. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, kind of. I, I always, yeah. always
0: love those games where you can play as a character that's normally secondary or a love interest, like like uh, Super Mario mm-hmm. World or 3D World. You can play through the entire game as just. Princess Peach, and so it's about Princess Peach beating Bowser, which is pretty amazing. And or like Scott Pilgrim, you can play through it as Ramona and uh, or Stephen Stills, and and it's just like yeah, it's not about Scott at all. It's about these other characters' personal journeys. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, anyway, the first to respond uh, on vidgamepocalypse.com dot com was Laser Time Rules, who says. I would have liked to see Red Earth, Street Fighter 3, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and or Capcom vs. SNK. Yes, please. Wishful thinking for the most part, but it would have been nice. Aliens vs Predator is a nice consolation prize though.
1: Pretty damn good one, actually. Yeah uh, 4444 said I would love to see the Gundam Federation versus Xeon. It was a really great Gundam arcade game from Capcom. I've never heard of this. Uh, also would love to see an updated version of Quiz and Dragons with more up-to-date <laughs> questions.
0: I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that uh, Federation versus Xeon was Japan only.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the name Robotech in there anyway. <laughs> Uh
3: TJ Laser says, I have to go with the first fighting game I really remember blowing me away as a kid, X-Men Children of the Atom. Good choice. Uh, I thought Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat were cool, but I didn't know anything about the characters. X-Men, on the other hand, was a cartoon I watched every week and had a few comics of. So to see those characters fighting won me over immediately. The later versions of the games with the introduction of Capcom characters never interested me until later in life, so uh, Children of the Atom would be a great entry to appeal to my nostalgia. Uh, There's a second paragraph Mm -hmm. here, too. Should I (laughs) read that? Uh, In regards to this week's episode, I was really hoping that one of my favorite games, Time Splitters 2, would get a nod. It was the first game I thought... Of when uh, the topic was mentioned, uh, the topic uh, was the Notre yeah. Dame Cathedral, uh, and, and while it might not have been the most accurate depiction of Notre Dame, it's my favorite. You get to shoot zombies mm. and a giant demon in the cathedral in 1895. It's just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think you have to help the hunchback save Esmeralda or something. Cool.
1: Again, you're thinking of Kingdom Hearts.
0: Mm, could be, could be.
1: Uh, <laughs> but uh, Children of the Atom, <laughs> like that's not impossible anymore.
0: Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. We'll just have to make the right deals with Disney now that they own everything.
1: I I think if they can, if anybody can make a deal with the Epic Store, just do it. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, from Twitter, the the Kilian Sidorio, huh? my choice of the Capcom USA. Been. You don't tag Capcom in this. We don't want them to see this uh, game. <laughs> I want to see on a five hundred pound controller is the character that is going to shove a gun up Thanos's ass on Thursday. The Punisher. There you go, Baker. There
3: you nice. go. I left that part out, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: well, uh, you know what? That would be surprising for... Uh, and by the way, as we're recording this, Endgame spoilers are rolling all over the internet.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go completely offline starting Thursday night and
1: um, not go and back on
0: Twitter. I've until. got
3: about 22 hours to stay free of them. So. Yeah, I just bought my
1: ticket for today at noon. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm just, I, I don't, I really hate spoilers that much. Um, yeah. yeah I, I saw some promoted Medium post It's like, come on, spoilers
0: aren't bad. It won't ruin uh, Endgame Free if you see spoilers on Twitter. And I'm like, you tell yourself whatever you need to sleep at night. But uh,
1: <laughs> I'd, re- I'd really like a scene at this point, like uh, confronting Thanos, like, do you want to see the limits of my power? That's not a very good James Brolin impression, mm. Uh, Josh Brolin impression. Yeah. You want to see my power? And then he just. Fires a laser in this direction, and it's everybody from Netflix's Marvel universe, and they get just destroyed in one second.
0: (laughs) Poor Jessica Jones.
1: (laughs) I mean, Netflix is basically doing that right now.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm, So sad. Uh, Well, on the official
1: Jay Baranthall squint one last time.
0: Mm. I'm sure he'll be doing a lot of squinting if they ever bring back
1: Kimmy Schmidt. (laughs) <laughs> which this also canceled
0: <laughs> yeah i know i know but he was still great in that episode well on the official laser time facebook community andrew Jacetti says after playing it for the first time on the classic arcade classic collection which was the first time it came stateside they gotta put battle circuit on that thing beat em ups for my bread and butter back in the arcade days and battle circuit is easily capcom's best between unlockable skill combos, a crazy cast of characters, and blatant copyright infringement, <laughs> Battle Circuit is dripping with personality. I
3: love blatant copyright infringement. Yeah, I can't uh, say
1: anything, but blatant copyright infringement. Like, you've, if you ever wonder why isn't this Capcom game available, that's the reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. Always. <laughs> um, uh, Nick Crowley says, "Cadillacs and dinosaurs." It is a side-scrolling beat 'em up based on the comic book series uh xenoc
3: tales xenozoic yeah, tales Zenozo- yes.
1: oh, the game was produced as a tie-in to the short-lived cadillacs and dinosaurs animated series on fox kids which was aired during the same year the game was released the soundtrack is one of my all-time faves uh most of uh most of this answer uh might have been taken from wikipedia me <laughs> yeah because the-
3: if i could add to this this was almost uh i almost said this game hmm. uh it actually plays a lot like the punishers mm-hmm. In oh. uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs is, is it really Xnozoic Tales is an amazing comic book that was like very limited run, kind of like the mm. artist put it out whenever he finished it kind of mm. thing. But it, it's, 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 great. It, it's um, that
1: game is so much fun and uh, it, it is. is so it's as fun as the Sega CD version is bad. It's, like, it's yes. like a free runner.
3: Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah. Wow, you, you know, yeah, that, it's, that's very obscure. It's yeah, one of it's, the most obscure Sega Sega It's games the ever. only
1: one that came home. Because, but like the second I saw artwork yeah. from Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, like, I want this in my life. Put this on my wall. Uh, I think this should be the new Where the Wild Things Are. <laughs> we should see preschools with Cadillacs and dinosaurs art on the wall.
0: The funny thing is, like, I never knew this series as Xenozoic Tales. I always saw it as Cadillacs and dinosaurs because I, uh, when I was in junior high, I subscribed to this thing called the Bud Plant Catalog. That was just like chock full of all these comics that you could order, and that's how I learned about like a lot of indie titles and a lot of porn titles. Uh, but uh, it was it was just always sold in there as
3: Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, and always read. The, yeah, the I
1: think it's a branding thing after the the cartoon and
3: shit. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, the first trade was called Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, which is a definitely more marketable. That's title so much better. What does Xenosoid yeah. mean? Uh, yeah, I mean it, it. It's called the it's the Xenozoic Age because it's after right. uh, like nuclear war and and humankind is coming back after like Cadillacs years and dinosaurs and
1: right, dinosaurs. Right, right. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, they had to pay Cadillac for oh, the right to use the word. Hmm. Um, yes, and and that would have to happen again with whoever owns that. I'm gonna guess that call. is
3: true. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they own dinosaurs, actually. <laughs> Facebook
1: does Yeah, we bought the Jurassic period while you guys were sleeping <laughs> uh, uh, fr- uh, Franzel Nick Brum says uh, I would like to see updated versions of Final Fight 2 and 3 uh, since they were SNES exclusives we've only seen them on the virtual console and only the Wii U hmm. uh, but I'd love to get some of those features uh, the first game has such as smoothing filters alternate soundtracks achievements and online play Final Fantasy 2 and 3 is I, I think I love Final Fight. It's one of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fight two and three are the perfect evolution of that. What, what did we? I never heard it until we t- like this year. Belt Belt games.
0: Yeah, uh, belt scrollers. Really? Belt scroll.
1: Yeah, I'd never heard that before. But like, I don't know that one. Like the more the more Street Fighter evolved, uh, the more Street Fighter stuff got put into Final Fight, where you could sort of learn combos and you charged up meters. And by the time you get to Final Fight 3, like, this is fucking awesome. It mm-hmm. is still a mindless go-right up but if you want to get nasty, there are, there are additional options, and there are Street Fighter cameos all over the place. Oh, but yeah. Final Fight 2 and 3 are so fucking good, and uh, I hope that, If they were on Wii U, I think they'll see the light of day somewhere else.
0: Probably. And uh, Jesse Moore says, Forgotten world, baby! Two Contra-esque dudes flying through space, often shirtless, Shooting everything, really sweet shop theme as well as the wacky cutscenes. This game is fantastic co-op as well. Was there any
1: any company better for shirtless male shooters than than Capcom? <laughs> Legendary <Konami>. Wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, both great. <laughs> we also used to use the uh, the Forgotten Worlds shop theme as the raccoon theme because ah. I loved it so much. I had such fond memories of it.
1: There are a few things I love more than a Capcom shop theme. It mm. is the laser time promo music from Black Tiger. It is. It is oh man. bad. Uh, and, and, and Reese Traskitable said JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Heritage of the Future. This is in spite of the fact that uh, the emulator, the stick is using, doesn't support CPS3, which is a deal breaker for me. I'd eat it up if it had CPS3 games on it. Regardless, JoJo all the way. The game was re-released on XBLA and PSN in 2002, but as with uh, many Licensed downloadable only games was delisted around the time that Hamco got the license the game and the OVA were among the first Jojo properties released in the west and the manga wouldn't reach our shores until nearly six years after the game's release yeah. he um, did say
0: 2012 not
1: uh, what, what did I say?
0: 2002
1: oh, that's, that's the same fine. year
0: yeah, it's the same
1: year Yeah, the Iraq war was raging exactly, who can tell um, the difference? Uh, everyone yeah. was wearing Zubas I, I, fan, I, I wish I could say more I'll tell you guys off Mike uh, <laughs> but, uh, I don't see that ever happening again
0: Oh okay That's uh. sad So new question of the week What's a comic book or a comic book story arc That you'd like to see Adapted as a video game That hasn't been already
3: Is it, uh, is it that hasn't been already done Or like maybe just a different version of because i had an answer and then you added that little bit and uh i, I mean yeah yeah if uh, it's <laughs> if
0: it's already been and you you have a better idea go for it
3: yeah yeah okay
0: um so yeah, go ahead
3: sorry go ahead All right,
0: well I'll, should i start I'll, I'll just say
3: mine i don't know uh, okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say uh, top 10 actually which was an alan moore joint which was the story of a city where everyone every single citizen is a superhero and uh so there is a police department known as the top 10 that is made up of other superheroes and has to solve superhero crimes. They had a pretty diverse cast. You had Jeff Smacks, who's just like this big obsidian dude who uh, has a, is indestructible and can shoot a laser from his chest. You had this girl who went by Toybox and she had a bunch of remote control toys that followed her commands who were, that were inherited from her father. It's very dark, it's very Alan Moore. Uh, I would love to see that realized an interactive form
1: i i think this is being adapted into a series now but uh man i've been pushing it forever uh robert kirkman's invincible huh uh, that's mm. I don't, one of my favorite series in the 2010s uh what is it, what would you call it what if, what if superman came to earth uh from a planet that didn't die and he was here to spy on us and eventually kill us all and take our planet but accidentally banged a lady and had a son who ended up fighting off a race of supermans from taking over earth. Wow. Uh, and then it's, 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 it's funny. And it, it, it's, it lives in the world of comic book tropes. And then it punctuates itself with some of the most hilarious violence I've ever seen depicted in comics. And I think it's, it's perfect for games. Do you see people like just guts ripped from their body? It is in a, in a way that's always like funny and occasionally, occasionally pretty traumatic, but uh... <laughs> lots of people ripped in half. Um, With entrails flying everywhere And I, I don't know, I love I just want to talk about Invincible more
3: I like Invincible Yeah, that might be the comic book I, I most want to read That I have never read an issue of Right right up there with Why the Last Man Those are like oh, man. Right. Yeah, I, I gave you a spoiler for the first volume And
1: by the way, do yourself a favor If you're in a comic book store Look at the names on the um trade paperback volumes They're all They're like, these names are very generic And like, no, they're all fucking like TGIF sitcom names Family matters, old house, <laughs> <laughs> just the two of us. Like, <laughs>
3: uh, I love that shit. Love Invincible. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, for my answer, I'm actually going to go back to uh, to Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, and and I, I have a, a dream Cadillacs and Dinosaurs game. I, you know, I I wrote a book a while back called uh, Wrong Retro Games. You messed up our comic book heroes, Volume One. I did Volume Two. I'm working on volume two and I have been for (laughs) just chipping it away for a long time. And that uh, part of it was reading all these Xenozoic Tales and and Cadillacs and Dinosaurs comics. Uh, As much as I like the Capcom game, I think it's a lot of fun. It doesn't really represent the property very well. Mm -hmm. But I think something that would be absolutely perfect is something like Fallout, like a a Bethesda style RPG where um, just imagine, like, fallout without the radiation but with dinosaurs chasing you <laughs> uh, without you know without the the mutants but it, it may be a little more kind of you could throw in some kind of telltale style uh well i, I guess the fall already, already has that kind of dialogue yeah. kind of stuff going on but um but the, there's a lot of like kind of political stuff going on in these xenozoic uh, tales comics too just you know almost in a Walking Dead kind of way, the way, you know, you're you're living in a post-apocalyptic universe mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, so, like, even if it's just like a, a mod for Fallout, I would love to play a Cadillacs and Dinosaurs game like
0: that. What if it were a mod for Turok? <laughs>
3: um... You could do something yeah, with. That. I, I changed
1: my answer to Turok. <laughs> Turok, a, a gold key comic. We deserve to have made into a game series.
3: Yes, yes. Uh, I
0: actually changed my answer to Tank Girl because there needs to be a Tank Girl game. Period. Um, that would be fucking fun. That would be.
3: Not based on. There the needs movie. to be a Wonder Woman yes. game. Yes. Yeah. For out loud, hey, that's that's like uh, Woman she's game. probably the the biggest single superhero who's never had their own. Game. I
0: mean, I like her in Injustice, think? but she's just a bad guy now.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: she's never had her own game.
4: Yeah.
3: Never had her own huh. game. Wow. There was a, there was a flash game that came out with the movie. That's the closest sure. thing she's had to having a, a game called I'm Happy Not to
1: Count. Whatever yeah. that is.
3: I feel like I heard yeah. heard that like someone was working on a
0: GBA game at one point, but I guess not.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, didn't happen.
0: Okay. <laughs> Obviously not. Um, yeah. Anyway. So what's a comic book or comic book story arc that you would like to see adapted? Uh, Let us know. Go to VigigameApocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 313. First to answer there gets read first on next week's show. Alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or you can uh, just tweet at us. We're at VG Apocalypse and you can just tweet an answer at us uh, using Twitter. It's the bird app and we'll pick the best responses and read them next week so that's pretty much our show let's go out with some plugs uh, Chris Baker is there anything additional you would like to plug
3: uh, you know you can pretty much find what I'm up to at my twitter which is uh, at CBake76 C-B-A-K-E-7-6 uh, you know uh, you can follow uh, Zen Studios at Zen underscore studios and Operencia is Operencia RPG Uh, and yeah, you know, I also have my YouTube stuff that's all about superhero video games. I just did a thing on Maximum Carnage, (laughs) uh, which, uh, which is actually sort of also a, uh, uh, like, a. it's got excerpts from SNES Omnibus Volume 2 by Brett Weiss, which is a big, like, 3 inch thick uh, the Super Nintendo book coming out. I it, it should be out this weekend, I think. Uh, and I contributed to that a little bit. I wrote like my own personal uh, thoughts on Maximum Carnage and and it actually it's, you know, just a mediocre game at the end of the day, but it means a <laughs> lot to me. It's one of many many uh, Final
0: Fight clones.
3: Yeah. And, and and he actually got uh, someone who worked on the game to write a thing in the book, and that that's in the piece that I did. And then there's also a, a guy named uh, Blair Farrell, who uh, me and Chris Cloud both know pretty well, who wrote a book. He wrote a whole book about Spider-Man video games, over 350 pages about the history of Spider-Man video games. It's on Amazon right now. It's called uh, The Web of Spider-Man Games, and uh, anyone interested in that should check that out for sure.
1: I'm giving you a shout-out for including footage of the Green Jelly video. <laughs>
3: Um, <laughs> yes, yes. I have, I have a story. It's not just footage. I have a pretty good story about. Oh, yeah, man.
1: Just because, like that, that brings me. Uh, that's like when I first like. Maybe music is good. This video rules. <laughs> <laughs> that video did rule. Yeah, it ends with Rambo. It's the silliest. It's.
3: Yes, it's so dumb. the most, it's so it's dumb.
1: It's the most fucking it. 4chan story ever. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. And Chris Clow, uh, do you have anything to plug?
2: Yeah, you can find me uh, on my personal website, which is bychrisclow.com, B-Y-C-H-R-I-S-C-L-O-W.com, and that's where... I posted a lot of my own movie and, and video game reviews. I'm trying to put more time into that. So check it out. Let me know what you think. And then uh, there's just Comics on Consoles. And you can check out the official website for that show. Also at ComicsOnConsoles.com. And um, also part of Discovery Debrief, a Star Trek podcast. And Discovery Star Trek Discovery just finished its second season. And we're getting ready to record our season finale recap. So it should be a lot of fun. Awesome. And
1: Chris Antista, how about ah, you? The laser time guy. Everything's late as ever. But if you listen to Bonus Time this week, I'll tell you why. Uh, mm. Bonus Time is the show we give to uh, patrons, the people who support us at patreon.com slash laser time for five bucks. Price of a cup of coffee every month can help your uh, help your boys stay alive. Hopefully pay their taxes. Hope, <laughs> hopefully fix their car. <laughs> hopefully fix their air conditioning. Mm. Uh, hopefully find the uh, will to stay alive. And and, uh, Laser 10 this week is all about celebrity meltdowns and freakouts. But uh, 302010 fans to look forward to. uh, You got two episodes this week because we had a late one last week. And um, uh, there's a bunch of things that turn 20 years old that I know you listeners will love. SpongeBob. I had no idea. SpongeBob and home movies, those shows are released in the same week. What? Seriously? For real. Like, uh, yeah. And and as, as far as video games, like, I it instantly saw this game i'm like oh fuck i wish michael was here air guys is ah, air guys it's 20 years old and so is super mario deluxe Damn. quite possibly the coolest unapproachable update to super mario brothers ever hmm. um very odd aspect ratio on that shit it's it's on the 3ds store but um yeah Wait, we'll which talk. one Super Mario Deluxe for the Game Boy Color.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I just remember that as DX. Uh, that yes, was, DX yeah, Where you could DX. play two-player right. simultaneous.
1: Simultaneous Luigi and Mario in 8-bit original the Super Mario.
0: The way it was never meant to be played.
5: <laughs>
1: I race you to the end. Yeah, I, remember, uh, I, I, I beat remember you by 1,000 seconds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember seeing that on shelves at Target and playing Airgeist in arcades. That's how old I am. And that's, uh, that's
1: what I couldn't get to the bottom of. I think, did Square help co-publish it? Was there a bunch of Final Fantasy fighters in the arcade version? Uh, Maybe there was Cloud. There
0: was Cloud in the arcade version, and then I think they added a bunch more for the PlayStation version. It really it was, did. And if you it think, was, this,
1: like, Final Fantasy Seven is like two years old, but yeah. still being treated like a fucking dynasty.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, it was a, a Namco Squaresoft co-production, if I remember right. But, yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway, all that, uh, patreon.com slash later time. Love you guys. Thanks for your support. Uh, More stuff coming soon.
0: Fantastic. Well, as always, you can hit us up on Twitter, again, at VG Apocalypse, where we'll sometimes post, uh, well, we'll always post updates when the show is live, and we'll sometimes post uh, funny things or questions to the audience. It's usually our absent host, Matthew Allen, that uh, posts stuff on there, but uh, you can also follow me personally at WikiParaz, that's w-i-k-i-p-a-r-a-z anyway that's been our show thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week
1: Someone just posted that article from CNET, like when should you pee during an endgame.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I remember when I peed, and I was only a little confused. I peed when, like, you know, I love Peter Dinklage, but this does not seem that important to the movie. <laughs> I'm going right now. In the last film, should so uh, just have moments
0: in the movie where all the actors take an on-camera pee break and just like, there you go, lined up in a restroom just next to each other, whistling, whatever.